Let's get it. Yo, welcome to the Use of Cast. This is Steve Biko, aka, AKA the ATL and Blurred. Uh, we are here on episode five. We got five of those things. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Microsoft. If you have missed episode four, man, episode four was a treat. We talked about PlayStation 4. We talked about a lot of great topics. So definitely check the episode four. It's available on Spotify and YouTube. But I'm not going to belabor anything, man. You, sir, man, tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, first off, how you guys are doing? Good, man. You're doing all right. You surviving. You know, we got, uh, let's put it like this. We got Marsman in the building. We got Steve Biko in the building. We got King Spartan in the building. Yep. Me as myself. So, first thing we're going to talk about, even though, yes, the main topic is Microsoft, we're going to go straight down to Halo. Season two. And the first thing I want to talk about is what are you well I'm gonna go in order and then I'm gonna go and take it in. So Marsman, um mm -hmm. what is your thoughts on Halo Infinite Long Wolf season two? Well, season two does provide like a lot of a lot of things that people really wanted, which was content. I mean, if you really look at Halo Infinite. The biggest fault that I think everybody here can agree with was one, it's a it, the gameplay is fun. It's a fun gameplay. A lot of cool mechanics that they added, things they brought back from Halo Three. Biggest fault it had from the very beginning was content. So the season two comes out with exactly that. It brings you content. It gives you now. Granted, there's some things you could talk about that are like you know, what you would want to see more of. Like for example, they give you two maps. So a lot of people say, hey, give us four maps. Give us two BTB and two arena. That'd be better. They give us more game modes, which is great. Uh, a kind of a new cinematic uh, story arc that they're kind of going with. So overall, I mean, so far it's only been uh, just a few days, and and I I'm having fun. I like the Last Man Standing game mode. The all it's a free for all kind of a big team battle style of mode. I've been having a blast. I've having a lot of dubs. Um, even if I lose, I'm in the top three, so I can't I can't complain. Um, I I kind of like. I, I was nervous, not to say nervous, because I had a feeling, it, I knew it wasn't a Battle Royale, but it was kind of like their way of dipping their toe into the Battle Royale landscape before they dropped that, you know, that new, uh, you know, Tatanka uh, rumored game mode that, that they were saying that was uh, going to be released possibly Season 3 or Season 4. So a lot of people right now are, are having a lot of fun. The downside is there have been some bugs that people have reported, which you really wish you didn't have that right out the gate. But so far, you, you sus, I, I've been, you know, I've been pleased to see things going in the right direction. Granted, should there be more? Yes. But I think that's a pretty good start for the first real content that we're getting from 3 for 3 since its launch. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a good way, a good step in the right direction. Yep, yep, yep good stuff, good stuff. Now, we're going to go on to Steve Biko. What were your thoughts on the Halo Infinite uh, Long Wolf? Hold on, hold on. Oh boy, here come the bourbon. I, I needed to sip some <laughs> fanboy tears real quick. We're not even in the deep part yet, and you really I need, need to a drink. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, man. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, sometimes you need to take a little sip of fanboy tears, man, just to keep, you know, keep things, you know, a little, little fresh. We know Microsoft um, winning this generation, but you go, man. Let's go. Let's go. So, you know, my, my thoughts on it, 
I thought what was there was good. Um, I like the, the the two new maps are are really good. Um, I like the the design. I like the look of it. I thought they looked and played well. Um, I like the new modes that they added. Um, you know, bring it back, uh, King of the Hill, uh, Last Spartan Standing, and um, I thought what they d- brought was good. I thought, but to echo what a lot of people are saying. It just needed more there, especially, especially looking at um, uh, really the level variety. Um, you have a lot of, um, of Halo fans that are, you know, don't play big team battle at all. And in that case, you're looking at really just one new map. And, uh, uh, you know, big team battle, of course, it, with that type of mode, uh, you know, it's kind of... Uh, really okay to have a handful of maps, you know, because of the amount of randomness that will happen in the big team battle. But definitely, I think we needed some uh, two, three more maps to start for the regular, you know, arena modes. Um, I thought that we could have had a little bit more variety in the missions there, maybe a little bit um, a little bit uh, more ability to mix things up. Uh, but other than that, man, I thought the overall it was very fun uh, hopping in and replaying. And uh, my hope is that they drop some things during the season that kind of keep people engaged. Uh, the content in the store was a lot better. Like some of the armors were clean, you know, so you, you could be looking trippy out here. So um, I will say I, I, I would give it more of a, a, a C plus. The things that are there are good, but I want to see them at least drop some more stuff during the season to really just get that excitement going. Yeah, Steve, are you rocking that elite uh, armor on the shoulder pad, man? I'm telling you, that thing, that thing <laughs> looks that thing looks badass, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I want to unlock that at level 100. I'm, oh yeah, I'm itching for that thing, man. That thing looks that thing looks sick. It's crazy. Oh yeah, I got I gotta I gotta work towards it, man. I gotta get get that. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, now we're gonna go on to Team Spartan. You know, me and him, we had spoke a little earlier. He said he has a whole lot to talk about. So again, Spartan, what are your thoughts on the Halo Infinite Lone Wolf Season Two? Well, I'll try not to take up too much of the time but oh uh, no man let's see it man let's see <laughs> let's see it I'll be, I'll be honest i was i was kind of salty with the content at first just because i was like okay two maps a whole bunch of cosmetics you know when i was younger sure cosmetics are awesome but they don't do nothing for the gameplay i don't see myself until someone shoots me in the head and i fall over you know uh <laughs> so doesn't really mean a whole lot to me for, for the most part but having said that i'll still get that new helmet any day of the week. I just might not put it on. I, I'll just, I want it because I want it. Um, but then I got to think about, uh, after I made the comment to you there, Use, uh, you know, back in the day, you used to pay, I don't know, what, like $15, $20 for new maps as Halo, Halo 2 released their maps or whatever. And now with the seasons, we're getting new maps. And other than the fact that you either get the game pass or you bought the game like I did, you'll just get the maps, which is Awesome. So I, I told myself, you know what? I didn't pay a cent for it. I, I, I bought the game, and the content is coming away. So I agree. The two new maps, they they look stellar. I really enjoying. I really am enjoying Last Man Standing. Um, 
I, I guess my my only fault with uh, the Last Man Standing, what is the DLC here called it again? Uh, yeah, Last Man Standing. Uh, my only problem with it is they released Halo Infinite with no co-op, and now they have this Last Man Standing like Lone, Lone Wolf stuff. Okay, I the original Halos you want to go get online and play with some buddies, LAN parties, that kind of stuff. It's kind of forcing you into that uh, free-for-all stuff, which I'm not a really big fan of. Again, I am enjoying what I'm playing here, but would I play Last Man Standing always? No, I, I'm going to want to play with, like, Stargate or you or someone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just doing this now, so, again, I can get that shiny helmet at the end of the, the tiers after I, after I get all, all the stuff. So I kind of feel like 343 mm-hmm. is kind of pushing everyone away from the working together aspect, and they're they're kind of trying to say like deal with it you have to play the campaign by yourself now or something like that so that, that that's kind of what this is feeling like to me and that's that's what i'm i think that's what i was most salty about uh when i was first talking to you was i i kind of came to that realization um this th- this model with the the battle passes and, and how they're how they have the uh experience in there now i i thought they were gonna have that in there from the get-go where you know you pony up some money, and then as you earn your your brackets of, of wins or whatever, you get that cash back in some way or form. A friend of mine said mm-hmm. to me, that's actually a lot like Call of Duty. And then I got thinking, well, geez, didn't, uh, didn't Microsoft just acquire like Activision, the guys that worked on the COD game? So I'm starting to think that maybe some of those creators are bringing some of those ideas from COD over, and they're starting to and put them into Halo. So now Halo's starting to look a little bit like COD, which is you know, it's not Halo anymore after a certain point. So that's, I guess that's my two cents on, on what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking, where I'm, where I'm at with all this stuff. At the end of the day, yeah, awesome content. I do, I, I do like it. There could be more. But again, I, I didn't have to pay extra for it. So who am I to complain? I was going to say, Spartan, um, it's kind of ironic that they have co-op campaigns coming out this season and at the same time they are encouraging Lone Wolves uh, playlists. And you're like, like these uh, this free for all playlists and I I I I agree with you man. I mean like the I was thinking that like legit thinking the exact same thing like they're pushing for co-op at the same time they're adding in free for all playlists and you're like I want to just play I want to play with my friends I want to play with my family I want yeah. to play multiple co-op stuff and it's like I can't do that. I, granted and I agree with you man. I love the new game modes. It needed that stuff. I like the way they had changed up King of the Hill. I like that stuff. I, I love it all. But like let's let's add more of that co-op feeling because it's supposed to be a co-op driven uh you know content drop that they're going to be having later on the season but no i completely agree with you it's a very good point you said you know i your halo is a co-op style of game right and they're missing that big component right now still oh yeah definitely agree i mean i need i need at least one or two of y'all to carry me so uh, i really need this co-op come back real quick Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff. Good stuff, you all. Now, I want to tell y'all my take on the thoughts on the Halo Infinite Long, Long Wolf Season 2. Uh, To me, I'm going to be real. I'm just going to give it a D. The reason being, I understand someone in here said it's a C. I give it a D because me personally, we waited months just to only get two maps. Two maps and three modes. And I feel like with last last man standing if that's what it's called it's fun but to me it kind of gives me a smash bro 
by if you get what i'm saying yeah and with king of the hill yeah. i feel like that's where we're going to start witnessing more cheaters just you know coming along and they're going to start coming with complaints and complaints like we don't we, we don't have time to hear all that like me personally again and then you know they didn't want to bring up co-op they decided to bring it later the year like that's really a a thumbs down so my take on this i have to give it a d mind you it is nice to have some new maps to play but they hardly come so that's what i'm saying like they should have at least brought four in order to at least get a c but we know how it is i can't control it mm -hmm. yeah man a certain affinity to the rescue man yeah that's this the secret the secret sauce man but the yeah, other thing the same season they announced before too that uh that forge was coming in and that beta like that at least everybody by the end of season two like that that last month which i think that's a saving grace i had like a whole video series about like you know that you know saying how do you fix halo at this point forge coming in and allowing for the community to make maps like to streamline maps like because i'll tell you the community the halo community is so good at creating maps like i i me personally i suck at that stuff i can't make maps for the life of me but let me tell you, they make maps and they will recreate original Halo maps to the T. And they will bring that back into in, uh, Infinite. And I think that will be what saves like a lot of the momentum of the game. Bringing in old maps. It's like even one of the new maps. I, I forgot the, the new, uh, name okay. of it. You just said they, they recreated... I'm sorry. You no, 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 no. You, no, you're good. good. You're good. That's that's what I wanted they, to hear. They, they, were, yeah. they, they took they took uh, Epitaph from Halo Three. They re they remerged. They made it like a new version of it, and that's what one of the new arena maps that Halo Infinite has. And instantly, one of the most loved maps. Like it's like it's as simple as that. Take an old map. Take Guardians. Take Lockout. Take Zanzibar. Take one of the, some of those maps from the old Halo games. Repurpose them. Remash them up a little bit. You get brand new versions, and all of a sudden, three for three looks like they're geniuses. At the end of the day, don't don't like you can keep with it what is already there. Just just rehash it, and it's fine. Like no one's saying for you to go too crazy. Give us some old maps, and it's good. Like you can even take exactly the old ones and just put them into the new new game. You're going to have to change up Zanzibar. You don't have to change up Guardians. Just put both of those old maps, put them right in the game, and guess what? You have two more brand new maps that are accessible to everybody, and they're fun. Like, it's as simple as that, and I, and I agree with you. I agree with everyone here. Content should be the priority. Getting out maps as fast as possible should be the priority, and four maps is not too difficult. Like, modders can do it in a day. You're telling me that a whole development team can't get that done quicker? I agree with you guys. Especially four waiting weeks be, for that to come. That's crazy. Exactly. But, hey, man. It's uh, Master Chief Collections, though, because, I mean, don't they have all that on there? Like and to me, yeah. at what point is this gonna get zorched over to Master Chief Collections? Because you want the the collection, you're gonna have it all there eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, dude. I, I I agree. Like you have all the files, you, you just have to put it put it in the new the new engine. Like that that's not to and the engine that they're using the Slip Space engine is never it's not the greatest engine right now either, and it's a, it's a repurposed version of the Halo Five engine. So. Like, it, it's not too difficult. Like, you, you can even take Halo 5 maps if, if you really want to. Now, granted, they weren't great, but you can take Halo 5 maps and put them right on there because it's essentially the same engine but just updated. So, like, yeah. you, like the same thing about the car, about armor content. Like, that stuff isn't difficult. Just take old armors and just put them into the, into the new game. You have all this stuff there. You're not – no one's asking 343 to be creative because, God forbid, 
asking them to be creative and make new armor. <laughs> take old armors, take old stuff that works, and just put it in the new game. That's all people are asking for. Like, geez, just it's not difficult. Like, I, I granted, I don't know coding, but I'll tell you, just from a perspective, I'm just thinking about it. It's not difficult, you know. But I don't know. Hey, uh, sorry to interject, but Steve, your camera's kind of sideways, so if you don't mind fixing that before we get on to the next thing we want to talk about, or if y'all want to continue talking about what we were talking about, you guys are ready for the next uh, thing to talk about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so next thing we're going to talk about that something that I just kept on telling Steve and this other shenanigan that, you know, they're going to come with Battle Royale because it's like, Coming in this game generation, that's all we've seen. Like right now, there's a game called Off the Grid. I don't think you guys are familiar with that. See, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be another Battle Royale game, but with cyberpunk uh, vibes on it. So, this is what we're going to talk about. Battle Royale on Halo. Will Halo Battle Royale bring Apex, Fortnite, Warzone users to the game? Um, Marsman? Um, yeah, I, I think that what you'll see is uh, that Halo, I think, based on what we saw, what we heard about what certain, certain Affinity is doing, is it's becoming more of like an expanded Warzone uh, type of game mode that has a mixture of Warzone mechanics where you're facing off against enemies as well as facing off against other Spartans in a Battle Royale. And it's going to be different than what a general Battle Royale like Fortnite or Apex have at the moment. Um, where I think that the mixture between... You're facing off against computers, which is good for new players because now they, they can't... They, they, those new players might get murked by the the Halo players that have been playing the entire time, but they be, will be able to kill those computers, which gives them that, that motivation. They're like, oh, I could do this game mode. Then you're going to have those returning Halo players that are going to just dominate everybody, but it, it, what it does is it welcomes new people to the game. It gets them to feel like, hey, I, what I'm doing is fun and I'm actually doing something right. And it's going to get them to understand or even try to understand what Halo is like. And I can guarantee you that getting people just to play Halo, they'll realize like there's all these misconceptions about like Halo is a dying game or that Halo is like old and can't be played in the new generation are going to go out the window because That's Halo is dog. a game that evolves and keeps going, right? It's, it's an arena shooter that every other multiplayer game at the moment is not really like. I mean... You're looking at um uh they have that game that basically copied Halo. I forgot the name of it. It's a split uh split gate, split gate, split gate. I'm having fun that game. It's a fun game. Yes, I played it too, and I was like, yeah. I was waiting for it to come out. I was playing split gate because I was like, this is literally Halo copied, and they put it with portals. Like, and I'm like, that's the point. There's not really a lot of games out there that are arena shooters. So Halo right now is at the one spot where nobody's doing that type of multiplayer right now. And if they land now on the one thing that gets a lot of streamers and a lot of people to come play games like Battle Royale types of gameplay, you're going to now get more people jumping into Halo than you probably have ever had. And we saw that already with Halo Infinite being a free-to-play game where you had, I know at the highest level, it was like 20 million players. Now, granted, it's not at 20 million at the moment, but it tells you that even with them just having this free-to-play, people tried Halo. And the consensus was it's a fun game, just not a lot of content. And if you add a Battle Royale... You're gonna get content, which is what people want, right? And it's yep. just gonna be new, getting something new to play. Like if people are freaking out about Last Spartan Standing, it's just a free for all with more people in it. But that's the point. Just it's like we're co- we're just content or content starved. It's like we just want content. We just want stuff to play. So give us something that is big, like a battle royale, and all of a sudden, more people are gonna show up. 
So I, I think it will be a great thing for 3 for 3 and Halo going forward. And I can't wait to actually try it. Apparently, rumors, Season 3 or Season 4. If it's Season 3, oh. I believe it's, it's, it's going to be Season 3. But good stuff right there, uh, Mars. Uh, we're going to go on Steve. Um, Steve, uh, will Halo bring... Will Halo Battle Royale bring Apex players, Fortnite, and Warzone users? And let's see. I think it. I think it definitely could. Um, the the thing that Halo has going for it is that the shooting mechanics are tight, and it's free to play. So there's really no risk in trying one way or another. You know, you, you're hanging out with your people, like, hey, let's let's you know mess around, try this new thing. You know. Download the game. If you if the internet's good, you might be able to just stream it to uh from from your PC or your console and just try around a little bit. I think really if they end up adding the content, and I think they don't even necessarily have to even get them initially at the launch of the new uh uh battle royale mode. Once they start adding that content, people are going to line up and show up because that's when you're going to start seeing the streamers um, showing off the game and the things that you could do. So I think definitely the bringing that battle royale gives streamers something to show and then that's going to bring in the, the curious folks and it's going to bring in the old heads trying to figure out what the kids are doing. So yeah, I definitely think, man, it brings in that crowd, man. <laughs> I like that ending, man. Good stuff, man. Now we're going to go to Sparta, man. Uh... Uh, will Halo Battle Royale bring Apex, Fortnite, and Warzone users? Before I, I comment on that, I just want to clarify something. Is is Halo Infinite still free to play, or do you have to have Battle Pass? Still free to play. Still free yeah. to play. Yeah, still free to play. Battle Pass is just cosmetic stuff. Okay, fair enough. Alright, so, honestly, I've never really played any of those other uh, games like Apex and stuff like that. Um... But I mean, yeah, if it's free to play and people play it, uh, I, I find, I find for the most part, people are going to play a game if their friends are playing it. So if some, if one of their friends starts playing it, free to play, and they say, hey, yeah, come over here, we do this. There's this new content, battle royale, last man standing, all like all, all those different game modes. People are more likely going to play it. Um, I don't know how long it's going to remain free to play. Again, I, me being the Halo fan I am, I said I don't care if it's free to play. I'm going to purchase it now so when it's not free to play anymore i don't have to worry about it shutting off on me um i i, I don't i don't see why why people wouldn't come over again if, if you're able to play something and you, again you didn't pay for it and you can get access to all this stuff you're gonna you're gonna drag your homies over you're gonna have fun with it um so yeah i at, at the end of the day it's like you were saying there uh it's it's more content so Sure, maybe not as many people as as you'd think, but I you'll probably drag a few people over to to playing it. Okay, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Now we're just gonna go on to what I think about that. Uh, will Halo Battle Royale bring all those <clears throat> those three Battle Royale games? Um, the reason why I ask that is because as we can see, it all started with when Fortnite started Battle Royale, and everybody was playing. Fortnite like mad crazy then it went straight to apex even though it was kind of little you know iffy you know which which what they want to play then it went to warzone and now now you hear warzone is like one of the biggest thing that you could just play so now with halo infinite 
Um, my take on it is that, of course, they're going to bring a lot of users there. But my thing is, what exactly are we going to see on it? Um, is it only going to be exclusively to Microsoft? You know, because Halo's a Microsoft game. I know that from what I checked. Uh, I do believe the way a game is going uh, in, in the next next five to ten years, we're going to start seeing, you know, Microsoft flash drives or thumbsticks being put into TV so they could be able to have access to play the games on TV instead of owning a box. We may probably see that on mobile devices. We already seen Fortnite on mobile devices. It's just another way to expand the pie. So, yes, they will bring hella users there. You know, they're going to bring Blood Hunt users. Y'all never heard about that game, but you guys are sleeping on Blood Hunt. I told you guys y'all need to play that. But once this this uh Battle Royale comes along with Halo, it's going to be crazy. And I just can't wait to see it. Yo, I love that, that uh, bringing up the, the, uh, the Xbox Fire Stick, man. It, you know, we've had conversations before, you know, could Halo ever end up on a Sony console? It don't need to. You could get a fire stick and plug it directly into the TV. That's true. <laughs> and they've already, they've already kind of had rumors about that being a thing. And uh, they kind of just like... Uh, kind of add on to to the battle royale thing i mean i mean i remember when halo infinite had their last finals trailer before the game released like the multiplayer game had released and you had guys like dr disrespect as long as it will as well as others that were like you know this game needs a battle royale because i feels like a lot of those guys are are just dying to play a different game other than playing warzone constantly i feel like they're just sitting there playing warzone because they know that they're fan base and it was funny because um I'm sure you guys all have seen Act Man before. Act Man had one of those yeah. videos that kind of broke down that, uh, you know, that what like these streamers don't know what what Halo is supposed to be, and all of a sudden he talks about how basically like these these streamers are like dying for new content because they don't, but they're afraid that if they jump to something else they'll lose their fan base because they all tried playing Halo and all of a sudden their fan base is so used to battle royales that they're like, oh, I'm not I don't see a battle royale right now and I'm not liking it, so they're sitting there like, hey. If Halo has a Battle Royale, they'll be the first ones to play it. And I think that kind of builds on what we are just talking about. You get the streamers playing it, all those all those fans of those streamers are going to say, hey, maybe I want to try it out. Maybe I'll be able to get to play, a, a, play against Dr. Disrespect. And all of a sudden, now you're getting more people on the Battle Royale. And it's just going to be just making Halo more seen. Like, like I, it kind of ends that stigma that, like I said before, that Halo is this ancient game. Like, it's like... On the same universe as Doom, and it's like, oh, it should be only played on eight bit. Like, no, it's like it's not. Like, oh dang, cut out. It, it keeps going. You know, you kind of cut out, but we're gonna. Damn, you cut out that part, but man. Uh, is there anything y'all want to bring into this before we move on to the next thing? Uh, I'll, I'm kind of going back to what we were talking about when we first started here, like content and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things I kind of got disappointed about was uh, maybe I misread the the news when it was coming in, but I thought for sure it was talking about more more campaign stuff because I know I, I got talking to uh, Stargate there about it, and I was like, "Yeah, this big world map in the campaign, there's no reason why they couldn't slam in a little bit of DLC in there and add like another two hour bits of the story." Uh, so when they mm -hmm. got 
two new Spartans that are that are part of the, of the Lone Wolf stuff. I was like, okay, we're gonna have some NPCs. Maybe Chief can fight alongside these guys and spice it up a little bit. You know, there's a new Covenant, uh, not Covenant, I guess Banished now, Banished Threat that's on the ring. Uh, Got a whole mm-hmm. until the UNSC can come down there and reclaim the the Halo. Like, you know, I, I just thought there'd, there'd be more. So to see that it, that content was just specifically for multiplayer. And it was just a handful of cinematics. Okay, cool. I, I kind of dug it, but at the same time, I was like, okay, bring back Spartan Ops. Because Spartan Ops, big old thing, you get your buddy, and, and uh, even though it's just uh, shooting and shooting and shooting, you're still playing a game yep. and progressing something akin to a story, like some kind of episodic thing. So I, I guess I, I guess that's the other half of Lone Wolves that I'm kind of disappointed about was I I thought there was an opportunity for more campaign play or, or more story and we we just got a few cinematics that said play the simulation to to unlock this ai that you might be able to get or whatever and it's like ah okay sure okay 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 oh, yeah. so you, you want spartan ops that would, okay. yeah spartan ops man that would have been something like really good to hold us over especially like if you talk about waiting for co-op on on on, on single player i mean that could gave us something. Uh, I'm kind of curious, man. I want to hear what y'all feel about should Microsoft, if it was possible, bring uh, the Battle Royale to Sony consoles? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, from Microsoft, I'll give you the perspective here. So, from a Microsoft perspective, they were good. They were going to try to make as much money as possible. I mean, that's the always the end goal, of Microsoft, right? So their their goal would be that hey, if we can get all those millions of people that have PlayStations to to buy into Game Pass and and subscribe to it, then they'll they would sign that up for tomorrow. The question is, does Sony do they would they ever comp, contemplate exactly ever exactly. ever doing that so that they basically now say and I know they so will. they're not playing so are they going to allow for Microsoft to put their their games on their console where they will be losing out on money right you know because because technically you know you don't it, like we already talked about it. like Xbox is trying to get their Game Pass onto TVs yeah. like they're trying to get their Game, that's enough, the game money. Pass that's on enough money right there yeah. it's just it's just for that place for Sony it's like. <laughs> Their goal is to not allow for Microsoft to keep getting subscribers. Their goal is to try to make a competitor to say, if you had a choice between Game Pass and and Sony's PS Plus, um, would you which one would you take? And they're trying to make people say, oh, I'll do Spartacus instead of Game Pass. And and right now, like if you put Game Pass on Sony, they're like that's only defeating their goal. Like their goal exactly. is to try to stop you, exactly. trying to make you go to theirs. Pay for that monthly subscription to theirs rather than Game Pass. Because at the end so of the day, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't think they would. <laughs> it would be brilliant for Microsoft to somehow finagle and to really like finagle a way to get it onto Sony. Because then, like, yeah, you know what? They're gonna get millions of people just to, to pay the small, the small nine ninety nine monthly fee to play Halo on a PS five, but. Like I don't think Sony would ever even allow it to be honest. With yeah. You. Actually, we already, well, you know, you know. Actually, we already the know. People... The thing is, we already know that what the, the whole goal of that is just to make the Godfather be the Godfather, which is Phil Spencer, and we already know Jim Ryan is not that dumb to make that move. Because if he ends up doing that, yeah. it's just like, bro, you're literally just paying 
your your rival, your formal rival, and you get you you think you guys are friends. Not, I mean, they, yes, they are they, friends, they, but they at the end of the day, the nah, nah, they got man. demos. Nah, nah, they got they got demos. Nah, it's one yeah, game. You can, you can download, be all right. You can matter. download a PSP game and play PSP games over there. Yeah, yeah. Don't you want to play? Three, two on on PS5. I mean, I, I and, and see, and this is where you guys are mistaken. That's why. <laughs> that's why they decided to put Spartacus on PC, so you don't have to worry about putting it on another console. But yeah, PC players. You know how y'all used to having services to get all your games. Well, now you can play demos with those games that you're getting. Well, we already know that ain't gonna happen. But <laughs> that, that was funny. But uh. We're going to move on to the next thing, which I want to talk about, but this is how it's going to go. So I'm going to say my part because, you know, I'm just very, very pissed on this. And then it, after when I'm done talking, it's going to go straight to Mars, man. And after when he's done, Steve and then Sparta and then right back to me. So the next thing I want to talk about, which was just so absurdly dumb to me. Will Master Chief remain the head mascot? The reason why I'm asking myself this question is because... We're not there yet, which we're going to talk about. It was rumor that Microsoft plans on acquiring Ubisoft. So, you know, they got a lot of IPs on Ubisoft and they already in the process of trying to get the Activision Blizzard deal done. So that's like a whole library of, you know, of IPs. So what does that have to do with Master Chief not being the mascot? No more? Which makes no sense to me. Because if you look at it as Nintendo... Mario's the main, the main IP, and it's been years. He's been that that main, main, main mascot. Same thing. Well, we don't. Sony doesn't. We, I don't care about Sony. But Microsoft. What made Microsoft was Master Chief. Why would someone randomly just say? Oh, because with all these IPs that they're fixing to get, oh, Master Chief's not gonna be the same no more, man. It's like. He's just going to be a throw because, again, they could have said the same thing with Marcus, if that's the main character off of Gears of War. They could have said yeah. the same thing. So what is this talk? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it didn't add up to me. You realize when Halo Infinite came free to play on November 15th, you know how many people scared themselves to go get a CBS or that ultimate edition master chief console because of master chief he's the head mascot and he'll be the head mascot even if i die today or not that's my take on that oh we can't hear you. well right. yeah i got you so yeah i first off master chief is what started xbox in the first place i mean i, I don't see that ever changing microsoft but and you said it best you sauce i mean Master Chief, as much as he's like a stone stone faced killer, he sells right. Just to give you just a stat, I mean, the Halo TV show is is in my opinion not really doing so hot, right? A Paramount Plus alone, just because the Halo TV show has gotten millions of subscriptions, because because Halo sells. Halo Lily is the selling point for so many of the games, so many of the consoles, so many of the just subscriptions to Game Pass and to just TV or Paramount Plus. Master Chief will obviously will always be that face. Now, what's interesting is if you were going to do like a study and looking at analyzing all these companies and the faces of, of, of who they had, 
you know, Sony had the most changes, but to be honest, for the longest time, it was going to be Metal Gear Solid, and then it was going to change to Nathan Drake, and then it was the, you know, it was an Ellie from Last of Us. But just because, like, for a certain times, like, all those game series had ended, right? But through all in all, like, Nintendo keeps Mario. No matter what new game comes out, Mario's still going to be there. Halo is still going to be that, that pinnacle. And you know what happened? When Halo 5 started drifting in the concept of maybe having uh, Spartan Locke be the new face, what happened? They literally threw out the idea instantly and says, all right, we're going to be playing a game with just Master Chief now and nothing else. Because they tried that experiment, and Microsoft found out really quickly that there is no chance that you can just throw out Master Chief of being the face and everything's going to be just fine and dandy because clearly that wasn't the case with Halo 5. So I agree with you, Sas. I don't see Master Chief changing anytime soon as being the face. If they acquire Activision, and Captain Price is there, it doesn't matter. They bring in uh, Ezio Auditori from Assassin's Creed, it doesn't matter because <laughs> at the end of the day, Master Chief is still going to be the guy that everyone looks to, right? Um, as Even though Gears of War had a top selling too, Marcus Phoenix is not going to be the face. Right? You know, He's not even going to be the face right now of his own game. That's gonna be the, uh, the 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 female character. I forgot her name. Like that's the point. Preach. Like Master Chief, Master Chief ain't changing. Like it's he's still there. He's like I think he's like 45, 40, like forty seven in the game itself. But he's still the dude. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's still the guy. So I don't see it changing, man. I hate to break it to you, fellas. There's a new king in town. And his name is Steve. Number one game on the planet. No competition. Dethrone Mario. Mario was that guy. He was that guy running around in the in the in the little tubes and and trying to get his girl from getting taken in every game, you know, doing his thing, and then this monstrosity called Steve came and just took over the gaming universe. I mean, Steve, you could play him on your Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Neo Geo, your refrigerator, your laptop. He's everywhere. Steve is officially the new icon of Xbox and the icon of gaming. I'm calling it right now. King Steve, bow down. Uh, can you elaborate, please? <laughs> oh, he's talking about Minecraft, right? Are you talking? Are you talking about Steve oh. Biko? Or are you talking about Minecraft? Which one? Who switched Steve talking? Now, I, I am a king, but I'm talking about my <laughs> my fellow king brethren. Nah, look, we're going to team spot, man. <laughs> oh, so you talking about the dude from Minecraft? I, I didn't yeah, know his Minecraft. name. I, saw, I was like, I gotta make sure it's Steve Biko or Steve. Yeah, Minecraft. you, you kind of confused me right there, man. You confused me, man. But. It, I mean, but is there a reason? Is there a reason why you say that? Well, uh, really, Minecraft. Uh, well, one of the things that Microsoft uh, is missing is that family element, and right now, the only family element for them is Minecraft. I mean, they have other IP, you know, Banjo Kazooie, the Rare Properties, and you're bringing in Activision, so that's going to bring in Spiral and 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 some of these other things. But if there's two kid, there's two games that are the biggest games on the planet for children is Roblox and Minecraft, and Minecraft is the biggest of the two. So, 
yeah, I'm but, going with Steve. But using that logic, then wouldn't that mean Tetris or Candy Crush would be exactly. the game? That's why I didn't want to. That's why I didn't want to interject in that. I did not want to interject <laughs> to that. So that's why I was like, you know, you can have that because see, let me let me just let me just put it like this. Me and Steve, we've been having this talk, you know, about oh Minecraft, this and that. But you gotta understand this. No offense. Yes, there's like plethora of kids playing those games, but we're talking about hardcore gamers like me who play like mad exclusives mad fps game i don't have time for these strategies 8-bit 1970 type looking games let them have fun with that let's not include them let's exclude them out of this whole conversation man the question was hey Hey, the question the was no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. The question was: Will so Master right, Chief, will Master Chief remain the head mascot? That was the question, Steve. That was the question. Now I like that you put your part into that, but now answer my question. <laughs> oh. I think it becomes Steve, man. I think Minecraft becomes a head ma mascot. Next. Team Sparta. Yes, <laughs> I, see, that's why I like you, Mars, but that's why I like you, man. I'm glad I have you on here, man. Let, let, let's hear it from Sparty, man. Let's hear it from Sparty. Because you ain't going to see me. You ain't not going to see me play Minecraft for the whole day. Because you want to know one game I played for the whole day, and it was insane. It was Overwatch. And I had fun with it. Ten hours, and I remember. So we're going straight to Sparty. Will Master Chief right. remain the head mascot? The head? Yes. Maybe not. The on the side? Sure. I think I think the Chief's face is always gonna be visible in some form. Uh just as these conversations were happening just now, I got thinking about uh the E3 like intros and anytime you go to the Xbox website, you know, what's the first thing you see? You might see, you know. Forza, Gears, Master Chief, Assassin's Creed. You might see some combination of that. But guess what? The Chief is in there. Um, you know, most times right now you look at a, like a graphics card. What do you see? You see the Chief looking off in the distance with some kind of reflection in his helmet or whatever, right? You're you're always going to see, I think you're always going to see that helmet and some reflection of whatever's happening. Like something's going down, like Cortana's gone or... The Covenant are coming. Oh, the, uh, the Banished, I've squashed all the, the, the resistance. You're going to see that stuff. I think you're always going to see that Microsoft is going to always go back to the Chief or something with Halo. Again, you might see the other stuff, the other uh, games in there as well, because they, they don't want to overshadow that stuff. But the Chief is going to be present. He's, he's going to be ever-present. Any, any collaboration you've ever seen from Microsoft, you'll see all that stuff. Uh, what was the last last year's? I think it was they showed a little bit of like Fable and other stuff like that. But as they zoomed away or whatever, they panned to the Chief's face, and then the reflection hits, and you're you're in the conference for E3 and stuff. So I I, I don't think that's ever gonna stop. I think they're gonna keep that going for as long as they can. Um, yeah, that's their that's their flagship, man. Okay, before we move on to the next thing, I just want to get Steve right now. So, Steve, you say your favorite <laughs> game is... No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say your favorite game is Mass Effect, right? Mass Effect, right? Yep. Okay, so that's yep. your favorite game of all time. Like, you need to play that game. All time. Okay, so they only made three, right? They never made four. Or the fourth well, one was trash. They made four. 
Are you in the spinoff? Yeah, but, yeah, they're yeah. spinoff, but they are making another one. Okay, apparently. okay, okay. Hear me out on this, Steve. So if they if if it was between these two, these two games that you have to pick and you cannot go back, those are only two games left in the world: Mass Effect Five or Steve the King Minecraft. Which one are you gonna choose? Shoot, I'll pick Mass Effect over Mario. But uh, no, no, so answer the Mario question. The answer, don't, don't start switching the goalposts. Answer the question. <laughs> answer the question. Answer the question. It's between Minecraft look, look. or Mass Effect 5. You had to, you have to, it has to be between look, those two. We, we got to. And you cannot go. No, gotta, no, 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 we don't. No, we do not. Because I know a lot of Nintendo users that don't even want to play Mario. And he's the king for Nintendo. So answer the question. Mass Effect or Minecraft? <laughs> A Mass Effect universe in Minecraft. Well, listen, I'll, one thing, no, one no, thing, I'll, say, for real, though. One thing I'll, say, I'll say is that, hey, it, will Halo be the top selling game on, on Xbox? Maybe not, but he'll still be the face. Like, you know, I think we talked about this before. Like, I think Mario's the face of Nintendo, but I think if you're looking at highest selling games, Legend of Zelda games usually are higher selling because they are more appealing to more people. Uh, I think, like, Halo will all. I think Master Chief will still be the face, but is there a, high, a good chance that, like, Starfield can sell more games than Infinite? Yeah. You know, do it, Forza sold more games. Like, yeah. I, but I still think the face is still Master Chief, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So, the next thing we're going to move on is. What is your thoughts about, well, Mars, man, what is your thoughts about Cernan Affinity collabing with Halo Infinite multiplayer? Well, I think it's a great thing. I mean, I, I think right now, uh, 343 is struggling with, we talked about this like a lot, the content problem. And it feels like right now they're, they're struggling to have enough people working to make content. So there was rumors that Certain Affinity was making that new Tatanka game mode, which was like the Battle Royale, which we keep talking about. And... And I'm kind of, I'm excited to hear that they're working with them because first, for a few reasons, Certain Affinity's CEO and basically the creator of it used to be the head multiplayer director under Halo 2 and Halo 3 back when the Bungie days. So it kind of gives you that feeling like, hey, they're, they're trying to bring back some of the old order of what Halo was in the very beginning to try to establish some new types of content that are similar or, or trying the same themes that Halo used to be built on. Uh, and on top of that, like the fact that 343 is going to continue doing Halo Infinite, um, and then you're going to have certain affinity like revamping the the game by having new game modes is just a good thing because it means more content. Like it's, I'm just happy to see that Halo is going to be getting the spotlight it deserves and getting more stuff to do. And as a Halo fan, I'm just happy to know that I'll, at some point, hopefully sooner than later, I'll be getting some things to play, especially with the new rumors that you know Joseph Staten's leading the charge on the new writing for the story that's that rumor of the halo uh halo infinite the endless which is that like the new story arc that they're going to continue for the next uh, part of the game so i'm just excited because there's a lot of new new stuff coming to the game okay okay good stuff good stuff now we're going to go on steve uh what's your thoughts on that starting man i I am excited for the day that certain Infinity finally gets bought by Microsoft. I think it's a foregone conclusion. We just well, it's not official. Get the Activision out the way. It's not official. And, yet. You know, get some 
get some loosened, tied up, and then eventually certain affinity would be part of the family. Okay, okay. I mean, right now, we're looking at um, them doing two core Halo games with the uh, Battle Royale and the traditional Halo game um, going side by side. I think that's just even um, Microsoft's uh, faith in certain affinity with the property to go ahead and give them another um, mainline um, um, uh, not Mass Effect (laughs) give them another mainline game that you know could eventually add to Halo and I really think that they've done a great job resurrecting the Master Chief collection so I have all the faith in them to actually bring some real cool stuff to Halo. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I think I think Halo's future is bright. I think it's a little bumpy right now at the launch, but I think a year from now, this is a long time, but I think a year from now we could be looking at a completely different Halo. Yep. I'll give you that. It makes sense. All right. We're gonna go to Sparta now. Uh, what's your thoughts about that? Certain Infinity collabing with Halo Infinite multiplayer? Uh, I'll be honest, I don't have much thoughts on it. I was kind of unaware of it. So, I mean, can't, can only be good, right? The more, more, more creators in there, more content, more, more stuff, you know, uh, just in line with what we were talking about before, uh, about getting more maps, you know, maybe throw in like a new weapon or something like that. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. Kind of, kind of make, kind of make people think. So, I mean, if you get people working on stuff like that, I mean, I, it can only be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, and, and I was going to mention the fact that 343 is always looking to hire new people. They always yeah. are posting stuff about it. So it, se- it seems like they're trying to just expand their, their working relationships and more people just working with them so they can ramp up the content, which at the end of the day, that's that's the positive, right? We're all looking for that. Good stuff to do. Okay. Uh, the last thing we're going to go over uh, over Halo before we move on to the next thing is the 120 fps being added to the series uh my experience with it i really didn't care too much about it it was i guess it's good for the ones who can't afford you know a higher end machine but that's just my take on it that's all i gotta say but we're gonna go to uh marsman on that and yeah i mean it's pretty yeah, pretty much. It's like you said. It's yeah, that's great. Uh, not, not nothing too crazy. I mean, going from a what I guess you would say a thirty FPS to sixty FPS is already a big change. Then going to like a one twenty FPS, yeah, it's gonna feel good. It's gonna feel good. It's gonna look good. Uh, I think it's honestly, it's not too crazy of a of a thing. But hey, that's great to hear. I can't complain there. Getting any new updates where you're getting new better, you know, better looks and better feels of the game is already great. So, no no problems for me. Okay, all right. Uh, Steve, what was your experience with it? How was it? We're going to have to put some respect on the Series S name. Yep. You know, some might call it Mighty Mouse. Some might call it Incredible. I think for for what you're getting, $300, I've seen as low as 250 I think what you get for that price point, I think it's actually it's pretty impressive. You got you already have the Adobe Atmos, Adobe Vision uh, compatibility built into that tiny console, and 
Now you're you have a flagship game, um, you know, other than uh, Minecraft, that uh, you got a hundred and twenty frame support. I think that is, I think that's great. I mean, we already know that right now this the Series S is driving sales, especially for people looking for a secondary console or looking for a console that they can actually go into a store and find without pulling out all their hair. I think. The Series S, like, the capability <laughs> is there. It just needs the developers to support it. And if Microsoft is going to support that with their own games, that might give other uh, developers more incentive to develop and kind of take advantage of the power of the Series S. Uh, so I think it's a great thing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to go to Spartan. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, I mean... You heard almost from day one that people had uh, problems with uh, those high-quality games that didn't quite work as well on the Series S as they did on the Series X, and maybe that kind of felt like people got cheated out of a, a working console or whatever. So, I mean, if you get if you get up to 120 or whatever and, and the game can perform better, I mean, again, like everyone already said, people are going to like it. People are, are might be able to afford it and feel like they're actually getting that value in it. Uh, you know, it Again, it can only be good, and I think it's I think it's a, a an up for for Microsoft. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. You guys have anything else to say before we move on, or before I conclude yeah, this part? Yeah, I think that Series S is definitely a win for Microsoft. You're getting you're, and I think we talked about this in the last on the last podcast that you know you're getting a console for three hundred bucks, and Steve said they're even giving discounts. Like the lowest we saw is two fifty. That's just, that's a price of a Switch OLED. You know what I mean? Like you're yep. you're getting a Switch OLED price range, and you can play next gen games on it. And Sony right now doesn't have necessarily an answer for that. It has well, let's keep selling PS4s, and hopefully we can you know make up the gap. But that's the problem. Like I think that I mean like that's Sony's issue at the moment that they don't have that that same comparison. A powerful console that's three hundred or less dollars. And they're, and that's why Microsoft's kind of catching up a little bit when it comes to the selling point. Now, granted, it's it's more even now. It's not like it's like hey, Microsoft skyrocketed past them. It's like even. It's basically even in the sales race, which is a good sign for Microsoft because like hey, that means they're they're doing something right, and they needed to do something right after that Xbox One horrifying launch they had uh, when they first started. So it, at least it's good to see that these two com- these two companies are competing, right? And Series S is definitely the major reason why that's happening for Microsoft. Yep. 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 Okay. So before we move on to the next topic, uh, I want to conclude this overall topic, which was over Halo Infinite. It was a good uh, enhancement, what they did. You know, they added FES. They added two trash maps, which wasn't enough. You know, that was okay. They still didn't even add co-op yet. We're going to get there pretty soon. Um, it's from what I kept on telling you guys, that you know, I'm just glad I named myself Yusuf because I kept on saying that they're going to bring Battle Royale into Halo, even though some shenanigans were telling me it was fake. No, I know it's going to happen. I knew it was going to happen because that's, that's the way we're moving right now. So that's my conclusion to that. Uh, Next thing we're going to talk about is, I'm loving this, Starfield. 
uh starfield 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 marsman thoughts on starfield and leaked photos if you well, listen them. star yeah I, I i did get some glimpses of a few of them i my biggest thing is i like what i saw however i do want to see gameplay i want to just see i want to see it in action right we've been we saw that cinematic trailer where just shows the the person getting in the in the you know the, the spaceship getting ready to, to take off and that was all we really got live action and it was just a cinematic so the game is is obviously we're saying they can't it's coming out in november right we want to see gameplay we want to see what it's like is is it going to be a mirror basically a fallout but space version of that like what are we what are we getting with this game and I just want to be able to see it in action, see what it has in store, because I really want to see it compete. I mean, because we, we saw Elden Ring. I know that you, Sasha, you're not really a biggest fan of Elden Ring when it comes to that, but Elden Ring right now is the, is the thing. Everyone's playing it. Everyone loves it. And and generally now we have God of War coming out this year. They just came out recently and said, yes, it's coming out this year. Like, we're not, we're, we're not faltering on that. So that game's coming out. Starfield is the is the Xbox's uh, competitor. Like, all right, Halo was a great game, but like it needs time to cook in the oven to let it really prosper, right? So right now you're getting some big titles like Elden Ring, uh, you know, God of War. Starfield now needs to show up big, and it's gonna have to show up at that that summer conference that Microsoft has planned. And I just want to see some gameplay. I liked what I saw at the pictures. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see gameplay. I want to see what it's like running. Facts. So I've been waiting for. Um, we're gonna go on to Steve. Thoughts on Star and leaked photos. Man, hype meter through the roof for Starfield right now. I think, man, I'm really excited about um, uh, God of War dropping this year. Uh, Elder Ring. Um, I'm looking forward to digging in that. I haven't picked it up yet, but I actually plan on picking it up next week. So I'm gonna start my my journey of getting, you know, whopped upside the head for a hundred hours or so. So I'm looking forward to that. But man, Starfield, I got, for me, I, you know, as we said earlier in the podcast, huge Mass Effect fan. Uh, after Andromeda came and went and didn't do quite as well, we kind of had a drought in other than Outer Worlds. We kind of had a drought in that space RPG, uh, Western RPG type of area. There's been some smaller games in there, um, but Starfield's kind of is really the first big space RPG to really hit that market since Andromeda wasn't able to deliver. So I'm really liking what I'm hearing in terms of. Uh, the faction system, the fact that uh, morality is a little bit more gray, that you can be loyal to one faction and still betray them against another. I um, think the, the three worlds they introduced sound really interesting, where you have kind of a facsimile of America or Western government in terms of uh, capitalist society, you know, heavy military, heavy police force. Uh, you have, you know, your wild, wild west archetype uh, with wild beasts and aliens, and uh, you know, you had your, your 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 pleasure city, which is like key to any kind of uh, futurist cyberpunk type of sci-fi, you know, genre. You always have that 
you know, made up uh, drug, which also kind of hits towards gameplay because usually drugs is going to give you a buff at the expense of, you know, you know, maybe addiction or maybe um, lowering some stat here or there. So we already know that there's probably going to be, um, you know, that mechanic in the game as well. So I think there's a lot really interesting there. I think with them holding back on the gameplay for so long, that that June meeting is going to just blow the top off of the internet, either positively or negatively. I don't know which way it's going to go, but I know it's going to be big. Now, I think it's going to go big positive, but um, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think that game right now of the games I know of is really the only game I feel that could compete with Elder Ring and God of War for Game of the Year. And I, I'm like all in on Starfield. I'm stoked. I am stoked. All right, uh, Team Sparty, what's your thoughts on Starfield and Leaks Photos? If you had a quick glimpse of it, or if you had, I mean, I just have a quick glimpse. I really didn't see much of the leak photos. Uh, uh, I did see one. Um, you know, from what I saw, yeah, it kind of looks like like Fallout and 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 Skyrim and stuff like that. But in in my mind, I I thought uh, they had a game like that, uh, Outer Worlds. I thought that was their their space Fallout or, or Skyrim or what have you, right? So the fact that they're kind of doing this and and this is what uh, Starfield is supposed to be, you know, it they made it look awesome. I'm excited for it because any time that they put out games like that, they always seem to do pretty well. You know, I'm a big fan of the exploration and and the story, like. Uh, you know, tell me a story. I, I, that's part of the reason why I liked the games that I play is because they have a good story and something to hook you and something to drive you to complete it, to finish it. So, uh, yeah. I... Damn. Yeah. Good enough, good enough. I, I'm looking on, on their promises. Um, you know, they... They, they kind of have this, they're like, you know, procedurally generated worlds and you can go anywhere and everywhere. Well, you know, I kind of recall like Destiny, for instance, they kind of did the same thing. Like, hey, you can go anywhere. Like, I remember them standing on a cliff and throwing a grenade and say, see where that grenade landed and exploded? We can go there. And then they, they went to go do that. But then when you went to do that in the real game, no, they, they made boundaries and, you know, fall stuff. So at what point is this game going to be too big that they're going to have to start cutting stuff. So I want I, I, I want it to be big. It, it looks phenomenal. Um, I, I love a good cinematic because that's a way that's a really good way to sucker me into a game is, is a good cinematic. Um, so I, I, I'm hopeful. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's probably going to be one of those titles that I pick up uh, like I, I pick up like maybe one AAA title a year to own. That's probably one of them honestly. Okay. All right. I like that. Oh, there was in some cases that you're kind of cutting off, but hopefully, oh. you know, the fans or whoever watches this will be able to understand where you came from with that. But here's my take on the thoughts of Starfield and the leaked photos. You know, they're pretty legitimate. Uh, this will be the biggest game during the holiday times. I'm looking forward to playing it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to have to skip the legendary Mass Effect edition. I will give it a try. But, meantime, I got to look into this Starfield. You know, they kept teasing about it so much. 
to where like man this game is literally about to take over right but not only just take over to where like it's going to be a good game but take over to where when black friday hits we already know why people bought it because starfield we already know that's going to hurt that's going to hurt ragnarok ragnarok's already getting destroyed by Elden Rings. I don't care what none of you guys tell me. They're getting destroyed. Stop with this. Oh, yes, God. Oh, yeah. Automatic game of the year. No, it's not about that. It's about what you can offer. And you're going to be able to have access to play Starfield on. Steve, what, what, what did Rage not tell you? That he played games on mobile? He played Game Pass on his phone. He could literally just pull that up on his phone. You don't have access to play it on your phone. You don't have access to play it on the console. You don't have access to play it on PC. And then when all those sales just go crazy with the Series S, and then when the new update comes along, there's no telling. But I am looking forward to this game. I am. Anything you guys want to add to move on to the next thing? I mean, Starfield looks looks good. It looks promising, and I, I agree with you, Sus. I think that this is going to sell a lot of consoles, a lot a lot of Game Pass subscriptions. I mean, that's the big thing that Microsoft's looking to do. More people getting Game Pass because now you're going to play more games. Starfield, if if it matches the hype, then I think people are going to get a lot more subscriptions, and that's just going to be more money in Phil Spencer's pocket. And I mean, he's. He's becoming more more of a legend as we get as time progresses. So, I can see it happening. Glad to see a legend alive. You got anything to say, Steve? Uh, Steve. I think he cut out on us there. Oh no. Yeah, you kind of cut up a little bit there. Steve, you there? Oh. Frozen. Hopefully his phone did not die on us. Yeah, same with me. Uh, frozen y'all. Steve and you, Sasha, are both frozen on my screen. I'm frozen on your screen? Yeah, I think You sure? Oh. Okay, I think he's coming back. He, he's gonna return. Oh. Yeah, he's gonna return. Hang on. Uh, Alright. Steve, you good? Looks like trying to come down. Well, yeah, just kind of. I think they're just trying to reconnect. Yeah, well, they'll just have a moment of silence yeah. till we get this situated. Uh... Okay, y'all. Yeah, it's um maintenance issue so we're gonna move on to the next thing uh will starfield theme music be meaningful than horizon for better west uh marsman uh interesting that's a good that's a great question i think horizon forbidden west had uh had like some mixed views for me when it comes to music um i think that starfield as long as it has some music that 
is emotional in what it's trying to do, then like actually have some music implementation there, then I think they'll be fine. I mean, Horizon. What was interesting was the first scene, like the the where it shows the the the, the title, had good music, and then it felt like the rest of the game had nothing. It felt like they forgot to actually add in the audio. Um, it felt like it was just talking the entire time. So. If they were, and if you look at the, the album, like they actually have some good songs. That's what's crazy. It's like they made the songs, they just never added it in. And if Starfield actually has music and implements it well, then I think they'll be pretty good. Like I, I've said it for years. Like you know, look at Halo for a long time. You know, Halo music has always been synonymous with the game. Halo Five had horrible music implementation. Halo Four had some pretty nice tracks, but did did okay at doing that. Um, and then you compare it to the old games, like, music just elevates how good it is, and that's why Halo Infinite had some good music, it made the campaign feel more, like, emotional, because of the music implementation, so hopefully Starfield could do that, because, for me, I'm a fan of, of game music, I'm a fan of, like, listening to some good, a good album, and being like, I, I like this, like, I would, uh, the feelings it has behind it, so, I always like that in any game, so hopefully Starfield's music can really, you know, push, you know, push that forward because I think it, it only adds to the emotion you feel. So yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool if hopefully it does. Yep, yep, okay. Um, we're gonna move on to Steve. Um, your thoughts so, on that? Um, so one of the things I thought that was interesting when they were talking about the music for Starfield is that they really started with that at the forefront to set the mood for the game itself. Um, I think that shows some promise for how good the music can be. I think with a game where it's first in the franchise, you have an exploration element and you have these new worlds, like the music is going to be really key to setting like how you feel in that game. Um, my guess is that, uh, you know, Starfield might have, you know, one of the better soundtracks um, this year just because of what the soundtrack needs to do in terms of setting the tone and the expectation for the consumer. Whereas, you know, God of War, I'm, I know it's going to be epic, uh, but we kind of know what to expect uh, to a degree. Um uh, for that game, Horizon uh, is continuing on the story, uh, so we have some baked-in expectations on what that game was, and it came out incredible. Um, so I really think that this is—I think that this is going to be uh, a pretty uh, big uh, soundtrack to really set the tone for what this franchise could be. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. What about you, Spartan? Uh, my knowledge on the soundtrack is is fairly low. You know, again, I I watched the the cinematic they showed at E3, and uh, you know, kind of like you said, the music's gonna set the tone. And yeah, I remember uh, that sense of wonder, and of course, the the music set the tone for that. Like you know, that, that exploration, like what comes next. Uh, like like you guys mentioned before, like any game you play, the music that's gonna be in there is is gonna is kind of setting you up for what's happening. I, I don't know how many people have been playing a game and you have that exploration music, that calm, whatever music, and then suddenly the enemy the enemy music drops in. You're like, where the hell am I being, am I being attacked from? You know, you, you, yeah. you, you don't know what's what's coming and, and why it happened, but it kind of freaks you out. Um, I, I remember specifically playing 
Halo 2, and it was like the second last level or something like that. Just as you're getting towards the end of the level, Blow Me Away comes on, it starts up with that sweet guitar riff, and you're just like, okay, let's let's get in here and mop up these enemies or whatever. And I, and I mm. remember dying purposely several times just to listen to that same soundtrack over and over again uh, to, to go in there to do it. So, I mean, uh, again, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't know much about what Starfield is bringing to the table as far as that goes. But I think they're I think they're on the right track, uh, just from the the little taste I've gotten so far. So uh, these the, the, these composers know what they're doing. I I I feel the music is gonna be it's it's, it's gonna sit right in there real nice. It, people are, are gonna in, are gonna be in for a treat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my take on that, you know, I agree with what all you guys said, but I feel like we're we're gonna get more taste. Um, this summer what the game is really going to be you know with the soundtrack with the producers and the effort they put in to like actually you know be more catchy to the fans and maybe just new gamers that just never played a game and then you know someone introduced them to starfield and they're just like damn the soundtrack the vibe of the game just really like gravitate them to like just made them want to continue and continue and just play the game um but me personally, I'm just going to be real. I feel like even though, yes, Horizon Better West had a good album, you know, with their soundtracks. But mind you, I feel like whatever Starfield can bring to the table, it, it could just obliterate them. And I'm just going to sit there and laugh because it's like people are just mad sleep. I, I mean, I can't say people are sleeping on because we still haven't seen anything yet. But, you know, when it comes to the ponies, you know, oh, yeah, man, they took this exclusive away from us. Oh, we have the right to bash and woo this and that. Listen, man, we're not here for all that. We're here for the positive of what is going to, what is going to, uh, how can I say it? Where it's going to lead towards the future. Like, where this game going to take us. You know what I mean? So, that's my take on it. You guys have anything to say before we move on to the next thing? Okay. Okay. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is will Starfield be the biggest Bethesda game? Mars, man. Interesting. Uh, I think well, if, since the acquisition, I think so. I think right the biggest Bethesda game I've seen to this point. Um, if you're counting, if you're not counting like the classic Bethesda games. More recent history, it was Fallout 4. I remember Fallout 4 was probably one of the most popular Fallout games they've had since the original. Like, uh, I know Fallout New Vegas was was Oblivion, so that wasn't even Bethesda, technically. Um, but back when they had the older Fallout games, that was like Bethesda's go-to thing. And Bethesda was had... Fallout 4 was a Game of the Year candidate. But it was the closest I saw to Fallout winning Game of the Year. And it lost to a, a very, very good um, uh, Witcher, uh, Witcher Three, which was, I mean, you had to give it. Witcher Three Wild Hunt was like phenomenal, and it was be- it was it hit every mark you could possibly hit. And that same year, you had uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and you also had Tomb Raider. Uh, and Tomb Raider was a really good game that year. Like, I forgot which one it was, uh, but it was Tomb Raider, Fallout Four, Metal Gear Solid Five, and Witcher Three Wild Hunt. I feel like that was the most recent popular Bethesda game. Um, and then they had some really horrible ones like Fallout 76. But 
Do I think this is the best one that they have overall? It could possibly be, but it will have to meet some really big shoes. Do I think it's the best one they've had since the acquisition? I guarantee it. I think this will be the biggest game that Microsoft will have on their on their you know on their sleeve because since they purchased Bethesda, I think it will be a great selling point for them. I think they made this purchase because they got the input of hearing about this game and saying, "All right, I like the sound of this, and we're gonna buy it so that our competitor can't have access to it because this is a game that you will pair alongside others." Now it could go one or two ways. Starfield can either be a very good game, like we all kind of think it might be, or it could be a horrible game because we've seen games that will be overhyped, like Cyberpunk, where everyone, everyone was saying Cyberpunk is a will be a game of the year, automatic, will be a top game that year, and it released broken, and it was released with so many bugs that it couldn't be playable. So let's all hope that Starfield does not fall into that same boat. Let's all hope that it meets the hype. Um, and if it does, I think it will be the biggest Bethesda game that came out since the acquisition. To make it comparable to the most recent Fall, uh, you know, Fallout 4, that would be a pretty good one. But I, I, it will be interesting to see. But I think it, it will be the best one since acquisition for sure. Good, 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 good stuff. We're going to go to the, the Steve Minecraft Beepo. Uh What is your take on will Starfield be the biggest Bethesda game? I want it to be, but it's going to be Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, I, I mean, how no, I like that. I like that. I, I, like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I know he was going to bring they, that. They, I, I, I saw a dude on the corner um, uh, uh, two hours ago that was selling some Skyrim. You know, two for 20. Uh, that, that game has been selling for forever. When that thing dropped, it's gonna be crazy. Now, personally, preferring to be a space guy, I want you know Starfield to be the next big thing to get the MMO, to get the spin-off games, to get all the and actually you know, there is some talk of that. But man, that 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 Elder Scrolls, man, that's it's hard to top that, man. Good stuff, man. I knew you was going to bring that up. I knew you was going to bring that up, but we're going to move on to Team Spartan, man. What is your take on that? Will Starfield be the biggest Bethesda game? I, I kind of echo the other other two. I mean, you, you want it to be. Uh, and you, you got to believe when they're throwing so much money at a game like that, that they want it to be as well. Um, uh, I read a comment recently that, you know, Phil Spencer, he he sees these games and he always wants the next one to come out to be that big thing. Like, you know, there was Halo and then Halo 2 and it was so big. So you, you, you kind of hope that the the guys developing these and putting these out, that they want it to be like that so that they're going to they're gonna put in the effort to make it like that. So I, I, I have to believe that they're going to try. Um, you know, it's it, it's hard to top something that's the best after so many years so i i I think they're going to give it as as best to try as they can well only time will tell good stuff good stuff uh my take on this uh i mean we still got dooms we got elder scrolls i'm not really too big on elder scrolls you know i don't want to you know waste a whole year 
just finish one game. And then, you know, we got Starfield becoming one of the newest IP towards that uh, catalog. I mean, I feel like it will have its success. I'll give it that. But it's kind of tough. You know, I, I'm just going to have to wait it out. I'm just going to have to wait it out. Anything you guys want to bring until we bring on to the next thing? I'll be right back. I need to no step problem. off just for one. No problem. Right Take back. your time. Take your time. So the next thing we're going to talk about is Starfield leak. Will Starfield leak be authentic or is it going to be a cyberpunk bust? Marsman. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, you know what? Leaks recently have been pretty spot on. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if uh, if Microsoft will allow it to get to you know to be as 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 true as possible. I think they're gonna try to keep this thing on lockdown as best as possible. But I don't know. I, it's it's a good question just because I think like I mentioned before, leaks nowadays have been more likely to happen. But sometimes we also see like some leaks that are just straight just just BS to be honest with you, and they just aren't even close to re, uh, to reality. So. I don't know. It's a good question, Usas, and I, I'm wondering to see how how realistic this leak is. Uh, but either way, I, I think as long as it's not to the level of what happened with Last of Us Two, where literally the entire story was leaked, like literally a like several months before the game was released, then I, I don't think it'll be too big of a deal, like a big of an impact. I think this will be a. Uh, I think people are still going to go out in droves to go buy this game and try it out. Even if there is a leak of some kind of, of showing some, you know, some story or components of it or something, you know what I mean? So, it should be interesting to see. I I I wonder how realistic it is. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. And I'm going to Steve. Uh, do you think uh, Starfield will be authentic, or it's going to be a cyberpunk bust? The confidence that you see from everyone that sees that game and they just walk away with that smile like, oh, y'all about to find out. Like when somebody try you and you know you got hands and you just kind of hit that smirk like, all right, you're going to find out real quick. I think that's kind of what Cyberpunk is right now. There seems to be two uh, now, now, to be fair, Bethesda, you know, they're going to hype something up. They okay. did hyped up 76 to be the biggest, uh, you know, transformational, you know, and it wasn't that at launch. It, it was felt flat on his face. But the thing that gives me confidence is seeing um, not just Bethesda, but seeing Microsoft and kind of seeing how confident they are that uh, they have a winner there. I think that uh, this game is going to uh, deliver come November. Yeah, you know, I was going to add on to that, Steve. I agree with you. And this also kind of builds on that conversation we had before about Master Chief being the face. It's like, you know, maybe it won't be Halo carrying the load. Like, I think Microsoft kind of realizes that Starfield has some, some star power, trying to avoid the pun there, has some star power to, to give... Halo, some like, hey, you don't have to, you know, your back won't hurt as much anymore. We'll actually have some more IPs that can now carry the load and, and, you know, allow for Microsoft to have more IPs that are having more popularity to them. So 
I, and I agree with you. I think that uh, the fact that Microsoft's putting all their funds, like so much funds and money and support behind this game tells me that they can't allow it to be a bad game. And I think Bethesda realizes too, after 76 being the dumpster fire that it was, you, you, can't, you can't continue another game like that and call yourself a good uh, you know, developer. You have to have a, a, a surefire, great game here. So I agree with, I agree with you there, Steve. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, Steve. Good stuff, Marsman. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Spartan. Uh, will Starfield League be authentic or gonna be a cyberpunk bust? Um, I mean, I'm sure, I, I'm sure it will get up there. Uh, I mean, it's it's not like it's an MMO. Um, it's it's going to be what it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's either going to be like Skyrim in space, followed space, or it's going to be, you know, like another, what, what do you want to call it there? Uh, like no man's sky or something like that. Like it's, I, I, I don't, I don't have words to really put, put to this right now. It's, it, 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 it's, it's going to yeah. be Starfield. You yeah. Know? You just got to wait and see, yeah. man. It's gonna be a dumpster fire, or, or it's gonna be Starfield, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, that one, that was a good one." Um, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna make a comment slightly off topic just because you guys were kind of talking about uh, the the MMOs there, like uh, uh, Fallout seventy six, whatever. I, I, I found uh, a lot of the MMOs don't tend to do quite so well if they're if they're not on PC. You know, uh, I thought Anvil or uh, Anthem was going to be amazing. I never picked it up, but I heard that it was hot trash. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it's on Game Pass. I didn't. I didn't pick up uh, uh, Seven Six, even though I wanted to, because I, I like the follow games. Um, I used to play Kotor all the time, and then when they came out with the uh, the MMO part of it, I played it. Thought it was a dumpster fire because. I just couldn't. I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into the grind. You know, I'm not about the grind. I wanna. I wanna be able to go out, level up, get new weapons, play the story. There's no. There's no story in an MMO. It's this is the world. You're in it. Be the biggest guy you can be. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, try. Try and bring it back towards Starfield, or whatever. You know. Hopefully, that's kind of what it is. Is you go out, level up build upgrades for, I'm assuming you're going to be able to have a ship and you can customize the ship. Maybe the interior can be what you want it to be. You know, one can hope, right? And mm-hmm. it'll, it, it, it'll be, it'll be my game. It won't be everyone's game, right? Like that's, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have some outcasts playing in my ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. Uh, my take on that, um, would it be a, uh, a cyberpunk bust or the league would be real? Um, I mean, there's no I can say, but I will say this. You know, I feel very confident that they will be fine because even Phil Spencer, the owner of Microsoft, the G-O-D-F-A-T-H-E-R, the Godfather, even said himself that I want this to be the most um trending game of all time. Right? And mm-hmm. it's exclusively 
to Microsoft. So I know for a fact that they're going to do whatever they can to grab random studios, grab random producers to make this game what it should be. They're already doing it. Like, they're already getting all these developers to make all these, these games more, more enhanced. So me personally, they're going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be a bust. Now... Before we move on to the next thing, uh, do you guys have anything y'all want to say to this topic? Yeah, so, I just... Go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to say, um, if you, if anyone watches um, the Iron Lords podcast, uh, King David uh, calls uh, Phil Spencer, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer, and if we deliver on Starfield, that would be everything that name entails. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. He's going to have the Infinity Gauntlet himself. Like, he literally will have every, <laughs> all the money, all the cash, all that money will just be a, make a whole Infinity Gauntlet. He'll just control everything. Well, before I conclude this topic about Starfield, my take on it was that, uh, yes, I do believe they're going to do whatever they can for their soundtracks to be meaningful. Uh, it's hard to tell whether it's going to be the biggest Bethesda game. Because, you know, from what Steve said, we got Elder Scrolls 6 coming on the way. Um, I don't think the league is going to... I don't think overall Starfield is going to be a bust. I think it's going to be just as good as we expect it to be. And that's just pretty much it. So the next thing, the next topic we're going to talk about uh, is what I want to talk about, Microsoft. First thing I want to talk about off of Microsoft is Xbox outsells the PS5. Marsman, you have any thoughts on that? It outsells the PS5. Just bizarre. I thought, uh, you know, this, this console didn't have any IPs. I thought you were literally just going to be playing only Halo and that's it. Um... So, yeah, I think it, it kind of is a, pr a pretty good sign for Microsoft to say, hey, listen, this strategy that you enacted with the Series S is working. And the fact that they had the, the, smart, the, the, the smart idea to start buying in those, in, those, encor those encoders as much as possible, uh, you know, those, those chips as much as possible was really smart because it paid off in the long run. They were able to sell more consoles than they've ever had since the Xbox 360 era um and they were able to have them produce faster than than sony's doing right now and that's the reason why you said this before i think steve mentioned this before going to an actual store and actually having an xbox to purchase is is like shocking You're like hey do you have any ps5s no do you have any xboxes well we have a series s and we have a, and we have some series x's all right i'll buy an xbox right and on top of that the fact that they put in Forward with a $300 console that is so powerful that you can play all those series uh, series upgraded games is a great selling point because and I Phil Spencer said this before and a lot of other insiders have said this what Microsoft did with that move was to to really go after those people that wanted the second console and instead of them buying a you know well some people are like all right well I have a PS5 and I'm thinking about getting like a, another console whether it's a gaming PC or something like that they're saying well I can either, you know, I can buy a Switch for 300 bucks. You can only play certain, you know, low-level games. Or I'm going to buy an Xbox Series S. 
they're going to go buy that. Or even those people who never had a console before, you know, I'm going to buy a Series X. It's only 300 bucks. That's well under what a PS5 or Xbox Series X is, and more people are buying it. I think it's a great, it's a good sign for Microsoft to say, hey, we're evening up the odds a little bit more. Do I think it means anything on uh, downgrade of Sony? No. PS5 is still cr- selling like crazy. It just means that, like, just there's more Xboxes to sell, and they're and they're more people buying them. I, I just think it's a good sign for Microsoft to to even odds here. I'm sorry for putting the thumb gang sign down because no PS is not doing jack. Oh, we're gonna move on to Steve, man. <laughs> I just wanted to bring a little sense of humor to that. Yeah, Steve. So <laughs> Xbox outsells the PS5, man. And I, I know ever since I've met you, man, the things you said have be have predicted what we already see right now what is your thought yeah. about the xbox i was selling the ps5 so when me and yusa met um we were in a discord and uh another gentleman had brought up the series s and you know this how underpowered it was and how it made no sense and uh i basically said that you know, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer, shout out to King David of the Iron Lords podcast, had a brilliant strategy with this console launch. Because us hardcore gamers, you know, we want the biggest, most powerful thing. We want all the frames we get. We want all the 401k. We're going to go out and buy a new TV to pair with the console. And that's how we think. But we're really a small amount of the gaming um, environment. The majority of gamers are casuals. The biggest gaming market is gaming on mobile devices, not even consoles. So this, and I I explained, this device is going to be sitting on shelves for $300 come Black Friday. And all those aunties and uncles and mommies and daddies are going to walk into Target or hop on Amazon and they're going to see that $300 console console that comes with 100 games. Not just a game, 100 games because it comes with a free month of Game Pass. And they're going to be like, oh, you know, this is a this would be this will work for little Johnny. He get a hundred games. He can play his Fortnite, and I only had to pay three hundred dollars. That right there just set up. See, it, initially it didn't really take off. That first year, they didn't have any exclusives. Um, word wasn't really getting out there yet. But once you had Halo on the horizon, Forza on the horizon, no pun intended, and you had that three hundred dollar entry point. It was off to the Raptors for there. So I think really a combination of multiple ways to get in, multiple options, and the addition of Game Pass is really why we're seeing the success with Microsoft and why we had to see, uh, you know, PlayStation, you know, who's doing well, even change up their game a little bit. So, you know, now they're coming with the demo pass, you know, you you pay eighteen dollars, you can get all the demos you want. So you know they they being competitive. They might as well just put the demos in a random game like they did back in the days with the Xbox. When you pull up Halo, they go to the extras, and then you just see Fusion Frenzy. If you guys remember that vibe, we're gonna go oh, straight man. to <laughs> we're gonna go straight to Spartan, man. <laughs> 
if so they want to do the two dollar demos what's your uh thought about xbox outselling the ps5 uh you know i i that's stuff that i like i like to hear personally uh I used to get like Nintendo Power back in the day, and I'd always read the stats and see which console was out on the other. So just the fact that you know Xbox always had that rough start, um, you know with the 360, the Red Rings of Death, and and stuff like that, and how just that that stigma that Microsoft has done that in the past, uh, and, and their sales are down. So the fact that they are now outpacing uh, PlayStation, you know, good for them. Now are they actually making a profit over PlayStation? That's the other story that I guess I'm kind of curious about, but uh, I have no doubt at all that they are outselling the PlayStation. Okay, okay. good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I want you guys to hear my take on this. And, um, I'm glad to see. So, my take on the Xbox outselling the PS5, you know, and I'm very, very excited for this because. I guess the first, not necessarily the first console I played, but the first console that I saw on the shelf was an Xbox because, you know, my pops, well, first he had received the PS2, but he was like, oh, no, I want to go play Xbox Live with my, my uncle, but they didn't have high-speed internet at that time. Y'all remember that AOL, right? And I, I was young, too, and I st it was one of the great experiences I had, you know? I was glad to experience three different types of generation, right? So... It is not my fault that I told you to release these consoles, knowing, knowing that you knew that it wasn't going to go well. You weren't going to be able to make enough units. So it was smart for Microsoft to make different hardwares, but still be capable of playing the next gen games. On the other side, they decided to just put the same hardware in the same box and then put it in the same box with the same price the Series S is literally just killing the game right now. Like, we, we, we're not even hearing the Xbox Series X. We're hearing the Series S. Now, mind you, yes, the X is powerful, but what is what is mainly trending right now? The Series S. So, yes, I am glad they are outselling the PS5 because growing up as an Xbox fan, it was tough for me. And I said this two podcasts ago that it was kind of tough for me to be an Xbox owner and just watching, you know, the next, the rival, you know, celebrate, you know, having a good time, this and that. So now it's the opposite. And while it's the opposite, it's with better performance better experience every every uh games that i used to play when i was young now they're now they're going to come with some better enhancement and performance that's my take of you know the xbox outside the ps5 now i'm enjoying it too i'm loving it right because i want to see ps5 suffer nobody told you guys to just focus on exclusive frame rates 4k that's not even 4k you think all these Series S users care about 4K and frame rates? They're enjoying the games like, as Steve said. Aunties going to buy little games for a little Johnny, little uh, Sarah to go play all these hundred games that they could just pick and download it off of Game Pass. 
Game Pass is the reason why this series is selling crazy. The series console selling crazy. Now, the thing that I really hate to hear is that these these shenanigans, pony excuses. Oh, it's the series that's just selling. Like we shouldn't even count that as a next gen. It's not powerful. What sense does they even make? It's still a series console. Stop with the excuses. It's still selling. Just put it like this. Just just go and get your popcorn ready. Sit back. Why you see Microsoft killing it? That's all I gotta say. Same thing you guys want to say to move on to the next thing. No, I think you summed that up pretty good. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, next thing we're gonna talk about is, and I said this a long time ago. This is why I like how I name myself useless. Microsoft is rumored to acquire Ubisoft. What is your guys' thoughts about that? Marsman. We go straight to Marsman. Um so I honestly I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh Ooh. I I think we kinda talked about this before. I think it's it's Microsoft's bartering chip to try to get Activision stockholders to just agree to the deal. Because I know right now they're actually this coming I think it's this coming week. Activision stockholders are having a meeting and they're having a vote on whether they would agree to getting purchased by Microsoft. And some some uh, stockholders are saying, "Hey, we should back out of the deal so we can try to get purchased at a higher uh, higher amount by somebody else, or even had to try to barter with Microsoft to buy, buy us for more." And I think after hearing all that, Microsoft is making the uh, adjustment, saying, "Well." If uh, you don't want to get purchased by us and you want to back out of the deal, we'll lose. Uh, we'll have. We'll be fined a few million, which we can handle. But we'll just purchase Ubisoft anyway, and then you will have to probably get get paid, uh, get uh, bought out for something less. And essentially, it's like their way of threatening those uh, those stockholders just to just go with the deal, um, just because. Right now, they're already being looked at by the government for purchasing uh, just Activision. So. I don't know if the government would let them purchase both. I think that's just the that's that's like really cornering the market. And I know Microsoft can do it because they have the money. Um, and I know Sony can't because they don't have the money to just buy out uh, Ubisoft. So essentially, you only have like maybe two other companies currently that can maybe purchase Ubisoft, but it's not Sony. And the only one that can do it right now, currently of the big two, is Microsoft. So. I don't see it just because I I think them doing both would be a re not it'd be a too difficult of a look for them to pull off, especially with the government already looking at them uh, in just the Activision deal alone. And I granted I know Ubisoft is not as big as Activision, but two big developers like that in in like less than a year that would be very shocking. So I, I don't think it'll happen. If Activision falls through, then it will happen. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're gonna go to Steve Beacom. Uh, what is your take of Microsoft is rumored to acquire Ubisoft? Ubisoft Prime. I think more uh, more likely purchasing partner would be Amazon. Uh, they've kind of thrown their hat into the gaming space uh, with their MMO, and they're working on a handful of other games for PC. Um, uh, they have they have. A good quality game to, to start out the gate uh, but if they really want to pump out some content to kind of add some legitimacy to their gaming arm 
I think um, Ubisoft makes sense there. Um, I think taking on Ubisoft from a business perspective, uh, we don't know what the, I don't know what the numbers look like, but uh, you got to take into account like what financial situation they're in. Uh, they've been having some struggles as of late. They got 20,000 employees. Amazon knows how to handle some employees. So I think, uh, I don't know if Sony or Microsoft purchases them. I think if they, if either one was to, I think we would probably see some layoffs or see some reduction in that workforce. Uh, but if I had to take a bet, I'm going to bet on Amazon. I like that you said that. I like what, that you said that because I got something to say after we hear from Team Spartan. What is your take about Microsoft as rumored to acquire Ubisoft? Um, I I kind of agree. I I don't think it. I think it's unlikely to happen. I personally want it to happen because I am actually a pretty big fan of most Ubisoft games. You know, you got your Assassin's Creed, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, still waiting on Beyond Good and Evil too, um, but stuff like that. Um, so. Would that mean that they would be uh, making games exclusive for Microsoft? I, you know, it depends on the contracts, I guess, that they would still have with PlayStation or whatever. But I, 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 I highly doubt it. Uh, you know, I, it, it'd be nice. I, I just, I just can't see it happening. I don't, I don't think uh, Microsoft's got enough money for two major developers, like was already said. So, hopeful. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, here's my take on it. Um, so to me, it's kind of funny, and the reason why I say funny because it's like, how is it going to be possible, right? You already see them struggling trying to get the Activision deal done. And another reason why I say it's funny because, again, I'm so glad we brought him in, Steve Beagle, for, uh, you know. I, I just don't get it, but he, he wants to be nice to everybody else but himself and his family and his mortgage and this and that. I'm sorry to call you out, but mm-hmm. what I'm seeing behind all of this, if it was to happen, and, and, and it's like, if it, if it happened, I'm sorry, but I'll have to, like, cut him for the rest of my life. I'll have to, like, you know, blow up this whole house because it's like why did you exist <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say what i'm going to say so with him you know wanting game pads on sony and nintendo which we already know is not going to happen so the strategy that i see behind this with them if they were to acquire ubisoft and activision is to where they could try to convince sony and nintendo okay we're going to have all these IP. We're going to have all these games. But in order for you to play our games, you got to put your games on our platform to expand the pie. That's how I see it. So if that was to happen, that's why I'm just pissed. Like, yo, like, you know, he said something yeah, like we, that. We, he we, did. He did. We've had but, this conversation. But, but still, they, it's they, like, they get but at the same time, though, why, why would that even be in talks? You know what I mean? Like, you're already struggling on one acquisition. And, and, and this is what proves to me that, you know, why I just, 
I just love Xbox because it's like they actually put the effort to try to offer the consumers what, what they want. Sony, they're just keeping it limited and just making millions of excuses of why they came and like make moves and stuff like that. So, you know, and I'm glad I had Marsman here, you know, because we, we, me and him just tag team, tag teaming the Minecraft Beacon that, you know, it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> he even said it. Hey, look, look, what did, what did, um, Jim Ryan say in that interview where, uh, he was saying that games won't come day and date, uh, to the, uh, uh, PlayStation premium service. He said, but things could change in the market. Basically, he said, things could change. Was, uh, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer? Uh, gets that Activision piece, that Call of Duty, that Call of, that 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 shiny Call of Duty, and potentially gets the Assassin Creed and and the, all of those. Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's have a talk. I got some games. You got a platform. Do you want to go ahead and put this little game pass on this? Little box of yours, we could talk numbers. And then you see what's gonna At happen. At the end of the day, I get paid, you get paid. We all <laughs> if they did that, if all, Sony if Sony did right. that, they'd be done. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> They're gonna be owned <laughs> by a rival that just <laughs> literally just killed them. Uh okay, but but we know that's not gonna happen. Light the internet on fire and I will be there to watch it burn. And I have a stogie too. <laughs> <laughs> man, look, 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 look. You guys have anything to say on that before we move on to the next thing? Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is Nintendo applied Microsoft with the Activision acquisition. Can you, Marjorie? Can you explain to me why you think that's a good thing? For You're saying that they that they applied like they. Um... Like they gave them credit. Like they gave them credit for like buying the studio. I mean, I mean, when you have, uh, why do you think Nintendo would do that? I mean, I think most people said that was a smart, smart choice by Phil Spencer to to go for Activision because you're gonna have the hottest game in the entire gaming market, which is Call of Duty. As much as Call of Duty is is close to trash for the past past few years. Um, they still sell the most games of every year, like easily, mm -hmm. which is insane because you're sitting there like, where our standard for Call of Duty games is so low that like we'll we'll just buy it when it's horrible every year. Um, and what's going to happen is is that Microsoft will get the money from that every year, but on top of that, they will now just like how about this? You hear the rumor that that Call of Duty this this last call this year is the last Call of Duty they'll have that's on that every year cycle. So that means that after this year, if the Activision deal goes through, Microsoft will be the first time, under the ownership of Microsoft, be the first time Call of Duty takes a freaking break and says, all right, let's now develop a real Call of Duty game that's more thorough, that has a lot more stuff in it, that's more, like, fleshed out, so people are going to get excited about it. Because think about it. how do you, Call of Duty Vanguard, 
was one of the top three selling games of last year. Vanguard, it was horrible, it was one of the worst Call of Duties that was ranked on Metacritic so far in the past decade, I think. And that was one of the highest. You're telling me that if they take a year off or two years off, they make a full-fledged Call of Duty game, everyone will want to buy it. Even just to try it. They're going to say, I, I want to try this out, I want to buy it. And on top of that, if the deal goes through, it's on Game Pass. Like, that's just that's just like crazy to me. Like that game will now be on Game Pass, and now more people want to get it, more people want to buy it. So I think Nintendo was smart. I think Nintendo was like all of us. We're like, that's a smart move, Bill. Like I think honestly, it is. If you can pull off this deal, and Congress says, yeah, you're good to go, that's a, that's a brilliant deal by Microsoft because you're gonna get the high, the biggest IP in Call of Duty. You're gonna get all the IPs that are owned by Activision, like Crash Bandicoot, Guitar Hero, uh, all uh, Spyro. All these other smaller games that were kind of put on the backstop, um, then now you can t let these companies kind of work on them and redo them. Or even maybe take those companies and do other IPs that, you know, I wish they have another a sequel like Banjo-Kazooie. Like maybe get the people who, uh, who work on, you know, ba Crash Bandicoot, say, hey, you know what, you make a similar game in Crash, make it to Banjo-Kazooie, get a real sequel to it, and I think everyone would lose their minds. Like, you know what I mean? Like something like that. Th that's why it's a smart deal because no matter what you do, you're getting money. Right? That's the so that's the part. No matter what you do with it, you're gonna get cash. So it was a smart deal by Microsoft if they get if it goes through. So I can agree with Nintendo. Yeah, smart idea, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Before I interject, uh, hey man, team smart man. I know keep you a little up, man, but I need you to survive with me, man. I want this to be very real, real good. I wanted to end the way I wanted to end. Sparrow me, my friend. Other than that, I'm about to go to Steve Beagle. X I think the tire. Oh, my bad. Uh, X Eternal applies Microsoft with Activision. Acquisition, what's your take on that? I think the entire industry benefits from getting Bobby Kotick up out the paint. So I think uh, Nintendo would be happy to see him go. I think everybody would be happy to see him go. That's probably the only thing you could get uh, ponies and Xbox to agree on is uh, to see Bobby Kotick go. So um, also Microsoft has a good working relationship with both Sony and Nintendo, to be honest. So, you know, maybe we could see more support for the Switch um, now that uh, Xbox has a bigger bank to kind of take the loss to, to see that that happens. Um, I hope that's what that leads to. You know, I want to see Call of Duty on on a Switch or a Switch Pro or whatever you know comes out next. So I, I I'm really hoping that just means more Nintendo support. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go on to Team Spartan. Uh, what's your take on Nintendo applauding Microsoft with the acquisition? Um, I mean. You kind of got to look at it like, uh, I guess, countries, you know? Um, if uh, I'm just going to throw out arbitrary countries just, just for the sake of, of this argument or whatever, you know, if, if USA does something that's kind of against, I don't know, let's say Russia right now, you know, you don't think Canada's going to say, yeah, that was a good move on your behalf because now Canada doesn't have to deal with whatever the USA just dealt with, right? 
like of course they're going to applaud them that's that that's not taking money out of their hands it's if anything it's hurting the competition and it's increasing the sales for for nintendo right so i mean why why wouldn't they applaud them why wouldn't they say hey yeah keep doing what you're doing you're helping us out too it to me it only makes sense like uh yeah that that's what they're gonna do man okay okay good stuff good stuff uh my take on this i really don't have much to say to it but i mean it's good that you know you have other uh platforms you know supporting you know other platforms for making big moves to help support that particular platform you know you know keep them excited you know what i mean because you know throughout the past generation you know they were the, they were the most most hated hated platform and now they're starting to increase with their success and you know the audience and just that's just basically it. that's all i gotta say today anything you guys want to add to i'm going to the next one next one i want to talk about is oh you guys don't like this is the golden age of xbox is it 360 or the series or the series consoles marsman golden oh, age 360 okay oh oh boy this is this is this is going to be fired up xbox 360 was uh it was the highest selling xbox console ever right and it literally wiped the floor with the ps3 for a very very long time until later on the ps3 was starting to climb back and that's when it was time it got even um because ps3 had some really good games that helped it climb up and remember ps3 was literally like a freaking boulder like the size of that thing so it did, wasn't didn't look appealing it didn't really have a lot, a lot of good games in the beginning so xbox 360 dominated because it would look sleek it had a lot of good games on it and uh it had a lot of, like the functionality of it compared to the xbox uh, original xbox it was just it just looked cool like everyone wanted to get an xbox 360 um i think when you're comparing the series the series uh x and series s obviously the powers of it's going to be phenomenal but i think the biggest difference at the moment is games like xbox 360 had the games packed on it and you know everyone was waiting for the big bo- the big boy game to show up and everyone knew that was halo 3 when halo 3 showed up on xbox 360 it was it was game game blouses it was like it was over like you know what i mean like so Xbox 360 started dominating when they started bringing out those like really top-notch games, and at the time, it was like just it looked so amazing. So X, the Series X and S could really they could do well in that same degree, but it really just depends on the games they come out with. Like they can't like as much as I I love Halo, but they can't come out with a Halo game that is not complete. Like it, you know, Steve mentioned it before. A year from now, we're gonna probably see a completely different game that's probably at top of its game. That's that's great and all, but that's that's a year past when it should have been doing that. You know what I mean? Like so, 360 didn't have any of those blunders because back then, mod- back then the gaming cycle was always release a game complete and people will buy it. Right now, games are made not fully completed and they're making them half broken and now they have to fix them and that takes around six months to fix. So I think right now Xbox 360 is still gonna take the take the cake for the golden age of Xbox. Series X and S does not has not proven anything to me yet that they can be that same level. They're better than Xbox One already, um, could, and and X for the and the original Xbox. I can still maybe give them the edge, but it still takes a little more time for me. But I think Xbox 360 still wins. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
We're gonna go to Steve Biko. Uh, what's your take on that golden age of the Xbox? So I've been gaming since the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. I was a Genesis kid. I had a, a my best friend had a Super Nintendo, so we could swap consoles and play all the games. 360 is the greatest gaming generation, hands down. Nothing to add. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you that. All right, we're going to go to Team Spartan. Uh, what's your take on the Golden Age uh, Xboxes between the 360 and the uh, series? I'm, I'm probably also going to say I, I think 360 takes it. I mean, uh, I remember... I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but yeah, there was there was kind of a story that was kind of with the Xboxes, right? You know, when the original Xbox first came out, the idea was uh, barely contained power. You know, the idea was that all this stuff was trying to get out, and that's that was the logo of this energy just being contained, and that's why you had the X. And then they they told the story about the 360, and it was the idea that okay, that power that struggled to contain the power is gone. The power is under control now. They have it now. Granted, you know, 360 did have its problems with the Red Ring and and whatever else, but I mean, it's still, you still look at it, it was still iconic. It still had that nice, sleek look. It still had that that visual appeal that, that you liked. And then again, with that story in there, that's that was kind of like the pull for me. That was kind of like, yeah, okay, Microsoft has, has is, is going someplace with this, that this is where they want to go. Um, you know, as the consoles have come out now, it's it's kind of hard to... To, I get I'm gonna say put a story on it you know I, I'm sitting here with my my series X in my in my in my living room and I still often think of the 360 as like the the thing um you know the series consoles they're they're just sort of a they're they're redone the way the 360 kind of was you know you had the 360 then you had the slim mm -hmm. They, they basically followed that model and said, you know, we sold more Slims than we sold 360s. Let's copy that same model and do it now. And that's why they're, that's why they are able to sell consoles because they, they don't need all that. So, I mean, 360 is going to win it just because they have that, that tail. The series, the series, the series series is uh, just, just sort of a, a copy, a, a good copy. Don't get me wrong. It's a good copy, but it's, you know, 360 is the original. It's it's what started it, in my opinion. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, my take on that, okay, yes, I know from what you guys said that a 360, you know, wins that. But if you guys remember when the 360 came, when it launched, everybody was having issues. Everybody was turning it back. I haven't witnessed that with the series consoles. And now with the series console, you know, now, you know, it's not, it's not about, you know, owning games now. It's all about, you know, having the, having the accessibility to play these games, which is where Game Pass became along. And as you can see, Game Pass is the reason why people want to play Microsoft consoles, like big time. Now, mind you, I will say this. Hands down, yes, 360 had a massive library compared to what we might see later in the future with the series console. 360 came fast with the games. Series and then the Xbox One, I don't know what is taking them so long. 
So to me, it varies of which one gets it because we still haven't seen how long the cycle will be for the series console. They even said it's going to be the longest generation. So, and the, th the 360, it, it kind of did have a long generation. You know, I still give it its credit for what they did. But at the end of the day, you guys forgot that with the success they had, they had to owe all that money back due to the fact, you know, the red ring of death. Now with the series consoles, I don't think we're going to see that. So we're going to successfully see them be well done. Yes, I do agree with what Marsman said that, you know, they're bringing games that's not complete. That I, I agree with that 100%. That's what they need to change. And it needs to stop now. It's the only reason why Elder is doing well, honestly. It was a complete game. Yes, yes, yes. So anything you guys want to add until we move on to the next one? Okay, okay. Will it be too late for Sony to compete with Microsoft making more units? Uh, too late? I, I don't think so. I just think that the chip shortage is uh, going to continue, I think, on to 2023 and I think possibly 2024. So it just means that Sony's going to have to really try to hold off, I guess you would say, until the chip shortage doesn't have, is not a problem. But remember, uh, back when they were first developing their console, they had to redo it because they they found out it was too difficult to make the, with the price point they had. So they were already starting out on a very you know limited amount of consoles they had. Um, they still sold a lot of them, but now they it feels like they sold everything they had. And now they're just trying to just keep up with a, a, a steady flow. While Microsoft feels as if they purchased all the chips ahead more than, than Sony did, and now they're, they're doing it at a faster pace, but didn't start out the gate as largely as Sony did. So it's like, I, I, I don't think Sony's going to have a problem when it comes to the overall sales of their consoles. But I think by the end of this console generation, I think it will be a lot closer than it was with Xbox One. So I think Microsoft is is not like it's not gonna there's nothing like Xbox One, you know, competition here and the Xbox One PS4. This is gonna be a lot closer than that ever was. Like and and Xbox One was horrible right at the gate and they still couldn't match them by the end. But that's the point. I think Xbox Series X and S versus PS5 is gonna be a close one the entire time. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, we're gonna go to Steve. Uh what's your take on that, Steve? Would it be too late for someone I, to compete? I think uh, Jim Ryan actually has PlayStation in a good position. Uh, I think they have a good offering. Um, I think uh, now, you know, the supply issues, I think, are definitely taking this toll to a degree. Uh, we know where they really make the most of their money is going to be on those game sales, not necessarily those console sales. And I think... With them coming to PC, that should alleviate some of that, um, not be able to get the console out there in the wild. Um, I think um, there's definitely opportunity for Sony to provide more value to their consumers. Um, I like the job that uh, Microsoft is doing in that, in that realm, and I think Sony has a lot to offer to its uh, consumers as well. So. I think, um, as Marsman said, I think the biggest difference between this generation and the previous is that, you know, previous generation, PlayStation just dominated everybody. Nobody else was competitive. Now you got Nintendo doing well 
do selling gangbusters. You got Microsoft doing well, and Sony's doing well too. It's just that they're not the only one doing well. So I think they have a chance to, you know, I think things are going well for them. So they have the opportunity to be better. They also have the opportunity to fall back. So hopefully they do well. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, we're gonna move on to Spartan. Bear with me, my friend. Bear with me. Uh, would it be too late for Sony to compete with making more units? You know, I'm 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 gonna say it's never too late. Uh, so just someone correct my uh, make sure my knowledge is right here. So Sony's not like E3 is not happening anymore, and Sony's not doing a, a show, right? Like that's not happening this year at all for them. Um, I they didn't make an announcement yet, but I'd be surprised if they didn't have a summer. Like I think they'll probably do something in July. Like I'm sure they'll do like a July show they did like last year. Um, Microsoft's the only one so far that announced like a June a June show that they're officially doing. But yeah, I'm sure they will too. That's kind of what I was thinking too. So now with with, with that in mind, I mean, uh, you look back at what PlayStation has done. You know, they they are always first releasing their console out of the gate. Um, and then and then Microsoft follows up a little bit later. And it kind of feels like it, maybe it's a little bit too late by that point because all everyone's got the new console and they want their friends are going to join on that console and, and Microsoft's late to the party. However, again, it, Microsoft is outpacing PlayStation right now, be it that they have more chips, they can get more consoles, whatever. Um, in the past, PlayStation has put out a handheld console, right? You got your PSP, your PS Vita, uh, whatever it was. That was that was a viable option. Now. Is it possible that Sony's been holding some cards close to the chest? And if they do do a show this year, they're going to be like, hey, in a few months' time, here's this handheld thing you guys can play, and it'll have access to all this stuff. Now, Microsoft was smart. They they got ahead of the game with uh, Game Pass or whatever. You know, I can play my games on my phone uh, through through Game Pass, and it's, you know, I don't got to download the game. It's it's right off the cloud. I, I can play it. It's no problem. I, I feel like PlayStation is going to try to do something like that, so not not necessarily the answer to uh, like the Series S, but their own spin on it. I, I again, it's it's never too late. I'm sure they have something cooking. I I, I think they might keep this a, a close game. They might keep Microsoft on their toes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, my take on that, and sorry to say this, but I'll have to dis disagree with all you all. The reason why I say that is because, first off, uh, if I can remember the calculation, that literally, Sony is literally way behind. Way behind. And the Series S is just flying real fast. Like, crazy. We have not hit the holidays yet. We have not hit Christmas yet. We still got Starfield. We still got Harry Potter. Oh, we still got Redfall that rumored to be delayed in the holidays. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to make no more PS5 consoles, but they're going to be behind. Xbox already elevated. Like, it's just insane. I'm sorry, but me, I'm not going to say that it's okay, they're not going to make no more consoles. But it's going to be hard for them to compete with the numbers. That's what I'm saying. That's what the question was. But, again, I agree with y'all. I, I respect y'all opinions. So, 
we move on to the last thing of Microsoft before we move on to the next two topics. That will be the, the two last two topics. Bear with me. Thoughts on certain affinity working on a triple A exclusive game to Xbox. Marsman, what is your thought on that? And from what I heard was that it's a Monster Hunter type game. Um, I think it, it, nothing, nothing but good things. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just another game that Microsoft has. And certain affinity, I, I as so far proven that they can do some good work. Um, they've uh, my experience with them has always been Master Chief Collection so far. So let's see what they can do on their own without having to be attached to Halo. I mean, that would be great. I want to see what they do with uh, with Halo first. But obviously, the the fact is. You know, give them a chance. You know, if they do a good job, then that's great for Microsoft. If not, then uh, you know, it's it's just another game that didn't live up to the hype. But I think it's a pretty good option. So, uh, so far, so positive. I just want to see. I, I want to get more details about it. But you know, if that's what their plan is, Monster Hunter is a great series. So if they make something like it, then that's gr- that's great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get ready and go to Steve. Uh, Steve, what is your take on that? Well, I'm I'm excited for new content, um, new IP. Um, don't have a whole lot to say on it, but you know, I'm just looking forward to see what they got. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff. Uh, what about you, uh, Spartan? Uh, honestly, I got I got very little to say about it. Uh, like I said before, give me a story, give me give me something enjoyable, I'll, I'll play it. So if if they if they can put it out there, I mean, I'll I'll play it. Right. Good stuff, good stuff. My take on this, um, I mean, I did see some leaks of it. I wish I could have found a video and then show it to you guys. But the fact that they had to say it's a Monster Hunter type game, and I still haven't finished Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Rise, the newest one, the recent one that came out, you know, just relax. Let, 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 me, let me just take my time on Monster Hunter World. You know, my, my <laughs> siblings, they're pissed at me because, you know, me, I just love to play PvP games, and I just lack on playing these games, but hopefully I can find a group to play it. Well, I mean, I'll play with my siblings, you know what I mean? Or or just a group, you know what I mean? You know, I'll get back playing it because I was hardcore playing it on, on PSP, but I'm going to give the game some time. Like, I'm going to wait it out, maybe till, like, when they come with it, like, a next season. And then I, I'll go and check out the game. You know, like, cause at first, it was Monster Hunter World, and then it went straight to Monster Hunter Iceborne. So, I'm just going to give it some time. It wasn't really much to say about that. But other than that, I like all you guys' uh, uh, thoughts on that. I like your thoughts on Microsoft. Is there anything y'all want to say before I conclude it? Until we move on to the next two, and it's going to be the two last, and then we're going to be through. Anything you guys want to say to Microsoft? Anything to include it? Okay, well, I mean, a... say that again. Give me a Mecha Solve 3. <laughs> well, in order for me to include this, you know, I'm glad my Microsoft is out selling uh, their rival. I'm glad that uh, it was brought to where. Uh, with a series console and the 360 are the golden age um it was you know nice for nintendo who's out of the 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 console war 
to apply Microsoft so they have a little support because if you look at it like this uh Nintendo allowed Microsoft to buy Rare because they thought they were going to have Donkey Kong as an IP but you know Nintendo initially bought them before you know they even had that in talks um I believe it is too late not necessarily too late for them to compete with the numbers no scratch that they are too late to compete with the numbers that's what I wanted to see and it is a good thing that certain affinity is working on a a a triple a game for Microsoft exclusively plus PC so the next thing we're gonna move on is which what I want to talk about is but there's a Marsman, will Indiana Jones be an impact to Bethesda? Um, I think Indiana Jones is a is obviously a well known story. So I think getting a game that is, I guess, you, I guess from what everything I heard, rumor wise, was it was going to be like an Uncharted style, like over the shoulder story story game. So is I think would it impact Bethesda in a good way? Sure, as long as they get it done the right way. I, in my opinion, I'd rather them have created a brand new story rather than use Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones is a good is a good you know movie series, and I, I think that you're gonna get some people to try it out, especially if the gameplay is fun. Um, it, it'll be like the comparison. It'll be like a similar to like Tomb Raider to a certain extent. So I, I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I think it would impact Bethesda well if they if it lands the right way, but. It could also flop. I mean, it, sometimes when you make a game based off a movie, like something like the or movie series, it may not always be the greatest. But hopefully, for Bethesda, for Bethesda's sake, that it is a good one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like that. Um, Steve, will Indiana Jones be an impact to Bethesda? Um, I think it. Uh, I think it actually will be. I think it's interesting that there's been so many games based off of Indiana Jones, and now we're getting a game for Indiana Jones. After I mean, since Pitfall, half these games have been based off of that franchise. So, um, hope it's good. Uh, I um, am interested to see some of the gameplay, and if that game comes out and has that charm the movies has, then it, I think it could be huge. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, we're gonna go to Spartan. Will Indiana Jones be an impact to Bethesda? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, a lot of people really liked Indiana Jones growing up. Um, they, I, I find a lot of times with uh, these games, like hopefully in my mind, it's a, it's a like an adventure game, kind of open world, not necessarily linear. Um, you know, as long as as long as they do it justice, I mean, I don't see why why it wouldn't do well, right? Just 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 stay true to what what the fans want. Okay, okay, of course, of course, good stuff. Uh, my take on it is, uh, will Indiana Jones be an impact to Bethesda? Um, so it was one thing that uh Marsman said, you know, when they base games off movies, they end up not turning out well. But if you look at it with Spider Man, you see how that went. You know what I mean? And they just literally show, you know, a little desk with all his, you know, his apparels that he has, you know, in the movie and stuff like that. His hat, his little whip. We haven't seen it, anything of it. But it's a good thing that Microsoft has a superhero IP exclusive. 
So to me personally, I do believe it could be an impact. There's really much I can't say to it. That's all I have on that part. Next thing I want to talk about is there is a Bethesda PvP VE game in development. What is it, Marsman? What do you think it could be? You know, we got Doom. We got, from what I'm hearing, is Quake. We have, you know, they, they could yeah. just come up with anything. Um, I can see Quake. I heard a lot, a lot of rumors about Quake. And people might be like, well, some people might forget. Like, what is Quake? Quake is basically the origin of, like, what Doom was like in the very beginning it was like a different variation of doom i think doom the uh, doom games recently have got a lot of traction so i think quake would be a pretty good transition so that they can take a break from making doom games and make make a quake game and i think a lot of people would jump to that because quake is a popular series as well um it's slightly different than doom so i think that that would give them some you know another ip that they can run with and kind of rehash re redo over again so they can set the, set up that universe like they did for doom doom is now like a very is a very popular game uh that doom eternal did very well so i think they're going to try to use quake as that second running you know what i mean so i think quake will be the uh quake will be that game for me i i i would be surprised at something else but i think quake is a pretty good option for that good stuff good stuff good stuff okay we're gonna move on to steve what do you think it is steve so i could tell you what i want it to be I want it to be a hero shooter with Microsoft characters. See, I, but hold on, it's Bethesda. 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 Yeah, they are part of the Microsoft family now, so they could use Master Chief. They could use uh, Marcus Phoenix. Uh, we could have Doom Guy. Heck, we could throw Conquer in there for some comedy relief. You know, so. I, I would love to see like a a hero shooter um akin to what Smash Brothers does with, with brawlers and fighters um on the Microsoft side. I, I I just want to see somebody make that game. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. And go to Spartan. What do you think it is, Spartan? Ah uh, I mean, my imagination has been nil lately. Uh you know, I could be could, could be anything i mean it could be one of those uh like i like I, i'm kind of in agreement like it might be one of those uh open world things where you take a lot of characters from different games and you you do uh you do your exploration with, with the, those characters uh do like some cross cross genre stuff you know that's that's what i would hope it would be you know it's probably just it's probably a new I, ip all, all together honestly like god god knows really Okay, okay, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, me personally, I don't, I can't really say, you know, I can't tell the future, but it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't even go into that. <laughs> but we're gonna move on to the next thing. If you guys want to add on to this, if not, next thing we're gonna talk about from what I had peaked at the last minute was, ooh, hopefully this guy, hopefully this keep you guys up. Elder Scrolls 6 and it seems to be targeting around 2025 through 2026 will have a political system and no dragons what are your thoughts on that Mr. Uh, Elder Scrolls fans or uh, 
Mars Menard, do you play Elder Scrolls? Because I don't. I I play a little bit of it. I think um, I think that's a that's a long ways away. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully the planning stages are good. But no dragons. I mean, you gotta have some dragons in this, man. You know, it's that's essential. It feels like that's like a, that's a quota. You gotta hit the dragons marker there. But political system sounds pretty cool. Uh, you know, by that point, you know, the, I I'm wondering. What the what the graphics and what the what the whole like what games will look like all the way back all the way up into 2025 2026, but ho- hopefully for the planning stages they go well. Just because Elden uh, Scrolls is a very good game, a very good game series. I know uh, Steve. Uh, I know Steve is big a big hype on that game. Uh, and we were talking about that before, but yeah, you gotta have those dragons. You gotta have those dragons. That, that I'd be really upset they didn't have that. Good stuff, good stuff. We're going to move on to Steve, and we already know he got a lot to say, but there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I kind of echo that, you know, having the dragons in there in this modern-gen, you know, next-gen graphics and all the frames and ray tracing would have been uh, pretty dope. Uh, I think there's still enough there that they could find something uh, interesting there. Uh, I really want to see what those political systems are like. Um, I was actually playing King's Crusader 3 on, on Game Pass uh, about a month. What was it? When did it drop? About a month ago. And uh, playing around with some of the political systems in that game, uh, uh, and that was actually pretty pretty fun. My first time actually trying that franchise, so um, you know, I, I'm I'm um, I'm good for you know, um, uh, getting uh, some people to fight each other and then hiding my hands and then supporting whoever the winner is from behind the curtain. There. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm gonna go to Spartan. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, you know, I my first Elder Scrolls game was Oblivion, and those that played Oblivion, there was no dragons. I was quite okay that there was no dragons. Now, saying that the game's not going to have any dragons, I feel that's very limiting. However, I don't think it's a deal breaker. Um, you know, the Elder Scrolls games have done very well, so I. I, I gotta put faith that they're that they're gonna keep it going. Um, you know, I'm okay with uh, you know if if depending on what this political thing is gonna be, is it gonna be like a power? Like, it, are you gonna be able to walk into a room and suddenly your mere presence has influence on how people are gonna do uh, like behave? So like your choices are suddenly gonna affect the people in the building around you, the country that you're in. Um, you know, is are they gonna replace this uh, this power of the of the throat that you had, you know, in, in Skyrim? Because uh, that was kind of the big thing was if you 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 could speak uh, the dragons speak and do crazy things. Um, so no dragons probably means no none of that power. The political aspect is probably what's gonna come into play. There's probably gonna be a power that's sort of associated with that. So you influence uh, th- those people th- that politicalness. So. You know, I I, I got to put faith in the studio. They've they've consistently put out pretty good games as far as Elder Scrolls go. I gotta I gotta believe that they're gonna do right by number six as well. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. 
My take on this is not really much I want to say. All I know is that the game is going to make my eyes bleed, which is why I would not attempt to even touch the game. So we're going to move on to the next <laughs> two things I want to talk about. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the Quake reboot. Mars, man, what is your take on that? And they we're talking about it like crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be brief, but uh, Quake, like I said before, is similar to Doom uh, in a lot of the same ways and same mechanics. So coming out with a, a, a Quake reboot is similar to what I thought about Doom when that was rebooted. Classic game brought back to with more modern mechanics is it's only a good thing, right? Uh, classic games being kind of modernized is never bad. Uh, I'm sure there's been some bad versions of other classic games, but Quake, Quake being remade is not necessarily a bad thing. So hopefully it comes out well, um, and I, I'll definitely try it out. Okay, okay, good stuff, good brief. I'm going to go to Steve. What is your take on that? I didn't grow up playing Quake, but thanks to Uncle Phil, you know it's going to be coming to Game Pass. So, you know, if the fellas are down playing some, you know, I'm willing to check it out. Um, I think uh, there's going to be a ton of support um, in the Microsoft umbrella uh, for shooters. I think Quake would... Um, uh, I don't think the the name of Quake will resonate as much as it did in the past, but I think as a game it'll be good, and I think its following will have you know a uh, good time with that with that franchise. Okay, before I interject, you know, I just want to say this right quick. You know, since you guys know who Steve is, um, it's like someone who doesn't like to get up and go and do something physically. So y'all know how that Game Pass uh, logo looks like? Let's please make sure he doesn't turn and look like that. We want this man to live. We don't want his cholesterol and his blood pressure to go high. <laughs> so, Team Spotted, man, what's your thing? I just had to do that, man. <laughs> the way you said that, hey, man. Look, look, look. I got to, I got to. I, I still got to get up to go get my uh, next uh, bottle of bourbon. So I get some movement in. <laughs> I ain't going to Game Pass, but I'll go to the bottle shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's your take on that, uh, Spartan? Quake uh, Honestly, I, ne I never played Quake. I'm, I'm very familiar with the game. I know uh, friends in high school played all the time. I know it has uh, quite the cult following. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it is going to do pretty well. And I'm kind of under the impression that they're going to remake the original Quake to set up for like another, another, another Quake game, like whatever, whatever iteration they're in, like Quake, uh, Resurrection or something like that. Right. They're, they're, they're basically lending themselves up to come up with, with a new title with that to, to bring back old fans of Quake and make some new ones maybe. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, my take on the Quake reboot, I don't know much about it. Uh, like I said, I'll, I wish it the best. But other than that, that's all I can say. Last thing we're going to talk about on Bethesda. Xbox Bethesda Showcase air in June 12th and will only be for 90 minutes. Now, that is only being for 90 minutes. Do y'all think Half of it's just gonna be Starfield, and then the rest is, you know, I don't know, like probably like DLCs, or we're probably gonna see some sneak peeks of Indiana Jones, 
Elder Scrolls 6, a Quake reboot, or a PvP game. What do you think that what do you think the whole 90 minutes gonna be about, Marsman? So I think the biggest thing, uh one, I think they're gonna start out with they, oh, if you notice every Xbox like event starts off with Halo. So they're gonna start off with Halo, they're gonna talk about probably the season three. They'll probably show either they'll probably show gameplay of the battle royale if it's coming out in season three. I think they're gonna show gameplay of it, or they'll show like a forge, like a forge, a montage of like how what what you can make in forge because by that point, forge will be only coming out in a few months. So I think something along along those lines of saying a season three look to the future as well as a forge look to the future, and then. I think they're gonna close the show with entirety of like a game, a mission of Starfield, like playing something with Starfield. But I think they will add in some things like a, some a, a quick teaser on Quake because I think Quake will come out like next year or something, or they'll do a quick teaser about Indiana Jones again, which since that will come out a little bit later on, I think they're gonna show another Senua's Saga, um, you know, Hellblade, like two, an, like an actual gameplay trailer of that one. They showed off a really beautiful, like, looking, like, trailer last time, which I thought was really, really good. Um, and I think uh, they are, the thing they're going to do, a teaser of Gears of War 6. I think something like a teaser to say, hey, we're making this game. It's not coming out really soon. It's going to come out down the line, but we're making it. This is, like, a quick little, like, snapshot of what we're doing. Something like that, because Xbox really needs to follow in the trends that Sony has done for a while in have a roadmap of games. And they did a pretty good job last year at doing that, to say, hey, this is what our game's outlook looks like. They need to now do it again. Keep showing that, hey, don't worry, these are the list of games that we're making, and this is the order in which it's coming in. So, like, you know, like, I know that they, they gave a trailer last year about Perfect Dark. I know there's been a lot of craziness that's going on in Perfect Dark, but it would be nice if they showed another, like, something trailer to say, hey, Perfect Dark is still, like, happening. I know that there was a lot of fears that it was just going to get canceled or something. But do something, like, small, something small. So, I think this is X Xbox time to show off a lot of teaser trailers. Starfield gameplay. Halo gameplay for the Season 3, just to get everything promoted. And I think it'll be, like, a, a lot... I think Xbox always done, did those shows. They just start dropping a bunch of trailers. Like, just a bunch of small trailers that get people excited. Uh, it's E3 kind of stuff is not like how it used to be with gameplay. It's a lot of just trailers, trailers, trailers over and over again. So I think Xbox will have a lot of packs, small trailers that they'll do for this show. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to go to Steve. What is your take on, you know, Bethesda? And mm. Do you think, is it just going to be Starfield? First of all, I love the runtime, if that is the runtime. I think 90 minutes is enough time to really still have the attention of everybody. I think this is going to be a show that's chock full of games. I, I think Starfield will get some time, but I don't think it's going to get more than 10, more than 15 minutes. I think 10 minutes is about what you're going to get of Starfield in that, in that runtime. But I think you're just going to have game after game after game. Um, we have we know that every studio has submitted something to Microsoft, and now we know the summer show is before that, so they could they could leverage that to show some additional stuff to tease 
the the uh, the the Microsoft show, but I just think it's just going to be a jam packed ninety minutes full of just games, smaller game trailers, one after another. I still want to see replace. Uh, that's a um, smaller um, indie game that um, they showed off last year that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but I thought it looked really cool, really moody. I want to see a release date on that. I want to see some release dates on some of these games that they've been showing off for a couple presentations now, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to go to Team Spartan. What are you expecting from um, the showcase of Bethesda slash Xbox? Well, I, I I agree with with with, yeah, with what has already been said. I mean, uh, you're probably going to get the usual montage of uh, games that Microsoft typically does. You know, uh, three to five minutes of a cinematic trailer, and then maybe someone kind of talking about the gameplay, so you see some gameplay sequences happening, kind of get you an idea of what's going on. Um, I agree with the uh, time. Like, I think that is actually quite a bit because I'm pretty sure the shows in the past have been either just shy of an hour or something like that or maybe just slightly over an hour. So I, I think 90 minutes is really setting them up really, really well to hit a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, you are going to see games, again, You for sure there's going to be Halo, be it if it's going to be Season 3 or if they're going to start talking about I don't know, maybe they'll talk about DLC. I, I doubt it. They don't usually talk about DLC at these things, but um, more Gears of War, more Perfect Dark, uh, maybe a, a new... I, I, I'm, I'm expecting like a handful of I, new IPs. They'll probably introduce a few new uh, indie developers that they're hiring onto their team because like, they added, like, what, eight last year or something like that. Um, but, you know, Microsoft's really, really doing a good job of, of making sure they have developers to keep putting out that content and have that stuff. And, you know, to for them to put out an indie game, that's easy for them. So we're probably going to see an indie game montage or something like that. And then, of course, you're going to see the usual, here's, here's what we showcase and have a montage of all that stuff and epic music that goes with it. And then to finalize the show, be it something from Bethesda or something from Microsoft, like God knows, they'll have that that epic teaser, you know, like last year's was uh, Fable. They showed a little bit of Fable at the end and it kind of got you know, like really pumped up for for fable so with that i'm actually expecting some more stuff on fable this year as well um so i i always look forward to to the show um i never seem to be able to be able to watch it live uh, between work kids and whatever else I, ha I have to watch it at at this hour of night for me <laughs> so um no i i i'm expecting qu quite a few things um i i'm hoping to be surprised a little bit but i'm i am expecting a certain uh, a few titles to be highlighted and as always halo will be there i better see some mass effect i i've been dying for it i know mass effect's not just for microsoft but i i, I really feel that they'll uh probably push that title a little bit good stuff good stuff good stuff good stuff you three my take on uh the event that's about to be coming real soon yes you know i'm looking forward to see some footage of starfield um hopefully we can get an initial release date for indiana jones we may see some some uh trailers of the quake reboot and what i'm really looking forward to and seeing through the event is if they could bring these old games back like voodoo vents 
Blink's Time Sweeper, Grab by the Ghoulies, and also a Smash Bro type game for Microsoft. I understand that Steve wants a shooter, you know, with all the, the, the characters all merged up because for what he was telling me was that Microsoft is known as shooter. But I think for what the Microsoft fans want is a Smash Bro type game. You know, I think it would be nice, you know, like to where like how Sony came up with All-Star Battle Royale. Now let's see what Microsoft can come up with. But other than that, I just hope throughout the whole 90 minute we see, you know, they, they, they show us what we want to see. And then we just go buy our days and stuff like that and just hope the best for Microsoft this generation. Is there anything you guys want to say before I conclude this topic, before we move to the last one, and that will just be the end of it? Well, other than that, uh, I am looking forward to Indiana Jones, seeing how that is. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what this PvP uh, type game going to be for what coming from Bethesda, the developers. Uh, I'm not really too hyped for Elder Scrolls 6, but I know they're going to do well. You know, like I said, the game is going to make my eyes bleed. I don't got time for side quests. I'd rather do the main quest, but I feel like the main quest is going to be the same link as Witcher to Hunt 3, which I don't have time to play that game. Uh, even though I'm not going to play the, the Quake, but other than that, I hope it does well. And I just hope throughout this Bethesda Xbox Showcase, they show us what we want. Last thing I want to talk about, um, I, well, other than that, I appreciate you guys staying with me. Just know it's going to be a very, very long time to do another gaming topic uh, podcast. I'm going to leave you guys alone since that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> but last thing I want to talk about is a little extra stuff that I that I put, which is the FSR update. Uh, Marsman, are you familiar with that from what uh, we had spoke about a long time ago? Oh, we're talking about like, the frame rate update that was uh, that they discussed recently. Yes, that were yeah. So I, I I think that's a it's a it's a smart it was a smart thing and it's actually impressive that they're constantly just updating the consoles to now be more powerful than before. I mean, like I think we talked about this on the last podcast that like it was interesting that Sony got really upset when they found out that Microsoft's console was adaptable. Like it wasn't like it wasn't just set in stone. Like this is how powerful it gets. That it actually gets better as time progresses. Like gets even faster. And that the original launch of the console was not the best. It was. It was like this is the minimum of where it's at, and only going to get better when we start updating the console's hardware. And I think that is what's impressive about this is that it was already like Series X was already considered the strongest console on uh, you know of all of them. But now it's going to get that upgrade. And same thing for Series S. We just talked before that it's going to get, keep getting upgrades. And that's a great thing. I mean, it just means that these games that we're going to end up getting are going to be more powerful, more clearer, and just more efficient. And it just is a good sign. It's a good sign, just to say the least. Good stuff, good stuff. And I like that. Hopefully, uh, Steve doesn't spill the beans. But what you want to say to that? Well, I think definitely... Uh xbox like the 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 power side of the xbox has been pretty good this generation 
Uh, we've seen true VRR. <laughs> Come on, man. Why you had to spill the beans, man? Why you had to spill it, man? I wanted to say something about that, man. But let, let me interject, and that would be the only thing I want to say. So basically, it's just so funny how... I'm sorry, but it's so funny how they come up with this update and I don't know if it already released or not, but mm-hmm. tell me it's how, oh, it's out there, the FSR update? No, the, the VR. We know the VRs are. Let me get to, let me, let, me, let me take my time. So with all this VRR nonsense that these ponies keep on overhyping, it's just so funny how they hype it too much to where, like, not a lot of TVs can support it. So what's the whole purpose of hyping it up for? While with FSR, I'm pretty sure it's going to be compatible with all, you know, like, display TVs or gaming monitors. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. It's funny. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I'm enjoying the Xbox ride. Y'all can have all, y'all can go waste even more money just to go experience VR because I don't think VR is really necessarily to have a good gaming experience. But continue, mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, yep. Uh, but I think definitely it's been evolving well. Um, even uh, I, I think the support for the Series S is going to get better over time as well. Um, so definitely, um, I, I, I think that once we really sit, start hitting 2025, I think that's when we're going to start to see what the real next gen looks like for facts. Xbox and, and for PlayStation. Facts, facts, facts. Okay. We're going to move to, uh, Tane Spartan. What is your take on the FSR update? Uh, I, well, like I said before, you know, Keep, keep the console competitive. I mean, if you can put up that update and it improves the console and you can continue to do stuff like that, stay ahead of the, of the uh, competitor, I mean, you're going to make them be better too, right? Uh, you know, the next PlayStation system that comes out, they're going to want to be better than what is currently out there. So they're going to up the ante. Uh, you're right on one thing. I mean, uh, the TVs, they can only handle so much to, to a certain point. I mean, I... Still got an old crappy Vizio, and I got this sweet Xbox Series X that I'm playing on, and I'm not quite getting those same graphics that I know a lot of my friends are getting. I like I can't afford a new TV right now. Um, I mean, if they, I was always told, uh, like on the old uh, Xbox One X or whatever, you know, the console would drag the TV to be better, and I thought the TV was better for sure. Uh, there's only so much you can do though with with old tech. So I mean, if, if they if they can put up these updates and they can make this stuff faster and better and, and more smooth, why not? Full power to them. Uh, hopefully, they keep doing stuff like this. They can, and they 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 keep everyone on their toes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, next thing we're gonna talk about is the reboot of Jet Set Radio game which is one of my favorite, favorite series of all time. Marsman, you have any uh, familiar info on that? Uh, not not too much. I, I haven't never played the game before, so I, I feel like I, I don't have too much of an opinion here. But listen, more more content, more games is always a good thing. So Man, I was going to... Yeah. I was going to instantly just say, next, let me go on and ask y'all, y'all, y'all killing me, man. How do y'all know Jet Set Radio Future, man? That's insane. 
What's your take on that? Yeah. Or if, or any if any of you know what it is, just ready future the guy skating, spraying the graffiti on the yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I remember it. I haven't played a lot of it, but I played some of it back in the day. Um, um, yeah, but real, yeah, way back in the day. Um, I think didn't it come to like uh, Dreamcast first, or did it uh, yes, come it to did. Xbox? First? Came to Dreamcast and then went to Xbox. Yeah, because I remember back in the day, our church they had bought a uh, Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast, so we used to play games before like church service. So that was like a lot of my Dreamcast play. So let's uh, taking it back. I do want to see them start to bring back a lot of those old Sega classics, remake them in a modern light. And now that you need content for Game Pass and uh, Microsoft has had a good relationship with Sega, let's start getting some remakes. I want to see uh, Sonic uh, Adventure get a remake. Uh, modern graphics kind of controls in a frame rate that actually works. Uh, I want to see um, that um, Oh, Rumble Boxing, uh, that the old school boxing game on on Dreamcast. I want to see that come back. That game was fire back in the day. It was basically like an NBA jam for boxing. And so I definitely want to see that come back, um, um, and some of these other classics as well. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. hopefully uh, we can get a Game Pass deal out of it instead of Game Pass. Good, 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 good stuff. You already know. I'm going to go straight to Spartan. Uh, I kind of see you nodding your head like you know the game, but talk to me, man. Nope. Know the game. I I loved the game. Uh, I played it a lot when I uh, first got the system. Um, you know, I, I, loved, I, I loved the idea of you can find all these characters around, um, unlock, like, new tags and stuff like that. I, I remember going to areas that I'd already been to previously, and then there's a character, and it's like, here's what you gotta do to unlock the character so you can play as them. Uh, you know, it, it, it was a bit rough around the edges, because, I mean, it was a direct translation from, I think it was like a Japanese game or something like that. But uh, so the translations were a little bit rough, but, I mean, it was still solid. You know, grinding, doing tricks, uh, tagging stuff, finding those uh, cans of spray paint. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the the fact that they're coming out with a, with a reboot for that, uh, I'm excited. And if that means that they're going to come up with another title for that, then that's good too. Um, I mean, those those old games, I I don't want to fall into the nostalgia trap that that seems to be very present uh, in in the last few years. But you know, you you look back at something fondly, you remember it, and if you can bring it back and improve upon it, I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, I agree some some classics like i don't know fusion frenzy brute force some of that stuff maybe it should come back maybe it should be a little uh you know get get us excited for something again right good stuff man i'm glad that you even said that man because you know and that's the thing you know you know i just gotta thank god for me to see 25 years because the first time I experienced the original Xbox, um, you know, my dad had the Sega G. I think it came with Sega GT 2002 with Jet Set Radio on the back. And I just, I remember, you know, 
that was the only game that me and my brother and my sis was able to play, you know, because it was like a four-player split-screen game. And then not even just that, you know, like I feel like to this day, you know, I listen to their music. Like I'll listen to their soundtracks compared to what I yeah. hear nowadays because it's like, bro, like their soundtrack was just killing it. They were killing it. And, and it's just like, yo, like, when I listen to the song, it just gives me that nostalgic feeling like, man, I remember sitting in this area playing this game. And I remember when I was, like, my freshman year of college, and then, you know, I had a 360, and I brought the 360 over to my town and with the game. And I was, I was actually making progress with the game because when I was young, I didn't know about, you know, unlocking characters. I felt like, man, it was just so much. And then I, I remember opening the booklet, and they show all these characters, and then my son, we would just think about how we gonna unlock them, how we gonna do this, this and that, woo, this and that, because the only the only character they had was gum, corn, beets. Uh, I was able to unlock the guy with the sound box. Um, there was somebody else. Oh, yo 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 yo. I unlocked mm -hmm. him. Yeah, but I can't remember the other ones. But I, I know my freshman year of college, I was able to make some progress with unlocking characters. So. Now that, you know, now they're in talks of making a reboot, uh, let me just put it out like this. So there's this uh, producer uh, named to Mello, and you guys should listen to his music. It kind of gives the vibe of what the outstanding job that they did with that, with that album, with Just the Radio Future. So I feel like if they're going to make a reboot, they need to contact to Mello. He has two albums well i mean he has other albums that he's done but two of them that i listen to it's just he has that 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 just said radio vibe and i actually bought one of the albums off of amazon you know so what i would like to see before they even talk about a reboot they need to start with a remake like what steve's saying like you know have it with the modern vibe generation the the graphics the frames this and that and then we can compare it and then when they do the remake probably I, you know because it's like like with final fantasy 7 remake you know they add a dlc you know with this girl yuffie whatever the name is they can try to do that but i i just feel like with the reboot they gotta do whatever they can to make it an actual reboot to where i know i'm gonna buy it because i even said this a long time ago if they come back with jesse radio future fusion frenzy those consoles are gonna sell crazy i don't care what nobody tells me they're gonna sell because the I, ogs I, missed I, those games see i have yeah i have that i have that exact case yeah i have that exact case man see see, see that's the thing physical copy is the way it is man but other than that man man mars man Hey, when they make a remake, the go digital. <laughs> Mars man, whenever you get the chance, if it comes with a remake, just please buy it, man. And, and also, I what yeah, and also what I hope what they can do with the remake and the reboot, they make it onlineable, meaning like you could play online, even though that's not. But mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying, like we could be able to have uh, access to play mean. online. Cause, cause it was like yeah, a, it, was, it was it was like an open world game, and then you just listening to their music, and it's just like yo, like you don't want to turn off the game because the music is just so fire. 
Now we have mm-hmm. access to go on YouTube and just listen to their their mixes. Like, see, that's the thing you guys are missing out on. They had crazy mixes. Like, I feel like I don't need to hire their DJ to play at my parties. That's my whole take about this whole reboot of Jesse Radio. Uh, the next three things we're gonna talk about before we end it. Which first party game will push more units? Starfield or Ragnarok? Mars Man. Uh, I think. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I think my, uh, what you call it, my AirPod died out. I don't know why, but we're going to go to Steve. Uh, what's your take on the, uh, which first party game will push more units? Starfield uh, or Ragnarok? God uh, of War was sell more games. Starfield was sell more consoles. I like that um, answer. I like that answer. So, yeah, I think um, a lot of people who um, are waiting on that sequel, that that well, that long waited sequel, have their consoles ready to go and they're ready to dig in and play. It. And I think it would do well sales wise. I think it'd probably be the best selling exclusive for Sony this year. Um, I think with Starfield coming out, you know, around the holiday, I think that that's going to be a nice big sticker to slap on there. That's going to have a lot of folks who have a PlayStation to say, hey, you know what? Let me buy that uh, Series S for under $300 this holiday so I could try this new Starfield game to see what it's, uh, what what that's all about. Okay, okay. I like that. Good stuff, good stuff. I'm going to go to Spartan. Um, which game will push more units? Starfield or Ragnarok? Uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with uh, Marsman there. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be Starfield, and it's m- mainly because of console availability. Um, I mean, no no doubt Starfield looks amazing, uh, but I think I think it's going to come down to how many consoles are available at the time, and I, I think it's, it's going to be Starfield. You know, and that's the thing I like about you and uh, Marsman, because, see, you guys, like it's like you guys, like, you guys have my back while Steve just want to be the nice guy. He wants to give the, the ponies a chance, this and that. Oh, I bet right around. Listen, I believe Starfield is going to do well. They're already selling consoles right now. And they already have so much availability sitting in stock. You're literally going to tell me during Black Friday, you're not going to see nobody leave with a serious console. That is straight cap. I know it's going to happen. I don't need to do it because I have one right here. But I just know that's going to be the best fit. I, I, I keep on telling my siblings, Ariel, get yourself a serious console. Let me tell you this. When I, had, when I went to go visit my people, 
you know, my brother was playing on, like, throughout the whole of days that I was at, you know, he was on the whole time. He was on my console, the Series S, playing Fortnite. So, come on now. <laughs> That's all I got to say on that part, man. You guys have anything y'all want to say until we move on to the next 2-1? Okay, okay, okay. Will Microsoft make the next Bethesda Doom game be competitive than Halo? Mars, man. Uh, more competitive? Uh, I don't... I don't think so. I think uh, I think Halo just has more people behind it, and Halo will be just uh, Halo is going to get better as time progresses because it just has it just has to add content. I think more people generally like the movement of Halo more than Doom anyway. You know what I mean? Like I think that it's just uh, it's just a more fleshed out game, more of a fan base, more of a more uh, appealing content to it. I think Doom is fun, but I also think that Halo just has is more. There's more aspects to it to make it more fun. So I think it, it, it will be, it'll do a good job, but it won't match to what Halo is at the moment. And, and especially at the moment or even in the future. So I think because Halo is just going to have more content added on, um, that's going to benefit, that's going to benefit them in the long run. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. We're going to go to Steve. What um, do you think? Hey, I mean, Doom has, uh, you know, longevity as a franchise, but I just think that Halo is a more broad appealing um, type of game. Um, you're going to have more people playing that game. Um, you know, uh, Doom is a pretty mature game, so you're already cutting off a certain amount of gamers in, in that respect uh, compared to Halo, which um, has... It's not quite as mature, not quite as gory. So I, I really, I think uh, Halo is going to be, you know, the Duke right behind uh, King Steve. But I think Halo is definitely going to be the premier shooter on on a Xbox console, even with Call of Duty um, coming into the helm. Okay, okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Sparty, what do you think about that? Um, I lost my train of thought. Can you say the question again? <laughs> so the question was, will Microsoft make the next Bethesda right. Doom game competitive than Halo? Right. So I'll, I'll be honest. I, I kind of thought that uh, I read somewhere that Doom was done. They weren't going to make any more games of it. Maybe that's crazy talk because, I mean, it does have a cult following. It does do pretty well but i know the last handful of dooms that came out were not quite as popular as some of the other ones so uh i i don't think they're gonna make it more popular and not that i think that they would do this but uh maybe depending on if they do come up with, with another game or not uh they might actually purposely try to dial it back about 20 percent just so that halo does stay up there, I mean, I, I can't see them actually doing that. I mean, they always want all the titles to do very, very well. But uh, again, I I was kind of under the impression that they weren't even going to do another Doom. I thought I thought it was I thought it was done. Okay. Uh, my take on will the next Bethesda game Doom be competitive than Halo? So I played them both and I beat them both. Well, I'm talking about like Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. You know. I, I was I wasn't really a fan of the the OG themes because you know I grew up playing Halo. Now 
Now, Steve, and I know we had these talks about, you know, Mario's, Mario, no, Sonic's cooler than Mario, but let me just put it like this. Okay, the gameplay, just listen carefully. The gameplay of Doom is more exciting than Halo. However, the story and the multiplayer of Halo is better than Doom. Now, do I think I, that's fair. Okay. Now, do I think Doom multiplayer will outplay uh, Halo's multiplayer? No, I don't think so. But the gameplay of Doom, like I'm, I'm talking about like like all the abilities that you could do in the game. I have to say it's better. No, not not even better. It competes with Halo. I I just can't say Halo gameplay. You know, automatically destroys Doom. So that's my take on that. That's all. That's all I gotta say. But at the end of the day, I know Halo. Halo overall is my all-time, all-time first-person shooter game. Is there anything you guys want to say to this before we move on to the last thing of the topic of this podcast? I appreciate you guys staying with me. Play Trek to Yomi, man. Whether you have a PlayStation 5 or Xbox, play that game. That game is dope. Old-school side-scroller. Good stuff. And it's short, so you can knock it out at night. Okay, okay. So the last thing I want to talk about, and we heard it, I've heard it, hopefully Sparty and Marsman heard it. What are your guys' thoughts about GoldenEye remake coming real soon? Marsman. Uh, well, GoldenEye is a classic. Uh, that was one of the first... Uh split screen games i played and i played on the n64 and i was i just remember everyone was out searching for the golden gun so i was always like hyped about that game um that getting a remake i think it'd be very very cool um however i don't know how it will do in the grand scheme of multiplayer games of today just because uh back then it was it was revolutionary like the way it played um, and that's how Perfect Dark literally got its a lot of its uh, you know same maps and they basically almost identical maps and everything. Um, so they did you know it's a, it's a classic game, but I just don't know how it would do in nowadays market because there's so many fleshed out multiplayer shooters out there that I think like just it's so difficult to compete with. But yeah, I, I, I I'm excited to see if, it, if that is true because it is a fun game, classic game for sure. I'll definitely play with some people. Um, but I'd be interested to see how it does in the actual gaming uh, shooter market at the moment. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to go to Steve. And Steve, I remember we talked about this so much. What is your take on it? All the old heads unite. Bring your canes. Bring your walkers. Bring your old school Nintendo <laughs> 64 controllers. Man, we're going to be out here balling. Oh man! No, nah, no, nah, leave, leave them, leave them. Sixty-four controllers in the past. Some things are trash, but everything else, bring those, bring those, man. Yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of a 
it's going to be uh, pretty dope for, like, you know, those who were, like, millennials who kind of grew up with the 64 and remember, had those memories, that nostalgia. Uh, the kids might be looking at us like we're crazy and what's so great about this. But, um, I mean, it really was the foundation for a lot of the shoes we have today. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So um, definitely... Um, can't wait. Play it. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm going to go to Spartan. And what is your take about that? The remakes coming so real for soon. Sure. For sure. I mean, that's that's like one of the first shooter games I recall playing. Uh, right up there alongside uh, uh, Jet Force Gemini. Um, you oh. know, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed, uh, uh, like, just the, the idea of it, like, like campaign aside, uh, I remember plugging in all four controllers, grabbing some friends, and all us going around. And of course, dumb kids were all screen cheating up each other. So we all look up, see where the, he's in the stairwell or he's in this uh, thing over here. So there's landmines thrown everywhere and there's pistol shots. And uh, when you get a little bit older, we got a little bit creative and said, okay, everyone gets a golden gun. So one shot, one kill. You better not screw up that your, your hit there or whatever. So. We played those games. Uh, you know, if if that's coming to the, if that's coming back, I mean, that's uh, again, that's the nostalgia trap all over again. It's, if it comes back, a lot of people are gonna jump all over that and be pretty excited. I think. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. My take on this last thing I want to talk about this topic before we conclude overall what we have discussed of this podcast. So my take on this GoldenEye remake that is coming real soon, you know, I feel like, wow, they just added another, another IP. And what I mean about that, so we see it coming back, you know, like, like, like where, because it was supposed to release during the 360 era, but due to the... I guess the contracts, you know, they weren't able to get it done deal. So now, now they finally got that situated. Um, I possibly see that we could see a James Bond game, just a James Bond, not Golden Nine. But I feel like now that they brought Golden Nine, Microsoft's gonna try to find a way to make a whole James Bond IP for Microsoft. And with this remake, you know, even though I didn't have the experience to play myself, but, you know, I heard about it. I feel like, wow. Now, I think they're going to try to input online where we can have access to play with people across the world. Not even just that. I feel that uh, you are, we already know it's going to be on Game Pass Day 1. Rare. rare. Um, what I was going to say. I don't know if it will be cross-play with Nintendo, but I know for sure it's going to be cross-play with PC's user. Now, what's going to be crazy when they do come with the remake, they come with a bundle where they make a Xbox and 64 cover controller for the series controllers. That would be nice. Uh, Other than that, you know, I'm just, I'm just... You know, I'm stoked to see what's gonna what it's gonna be. You know, I mean I never played it, but since you guys are like older than me, I'm looking to play with you guys. 
I'm only one year older than you, you sus. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you got to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's my take on that. But is there anything you guys want to say to that before I conclude everything else? Or we all can't free for all conclude all the topics we talk about. You know, we this was like one of the longest, longest podcasts I've done. Like literally, we just recorded for three hours. We talked about Halo, you know, the Battle Royale, you know, the 120 FPS, you know, being added, you know, the head mask out, um, you know, the season two. Um, we talk about Starfield, you know, like the leaked photos, the soundtrack being the biggest Bethesda game. And then we talk about Microsoft, my favorite topic, you know, when the Xbox outselling the PS5, you know, them rumor to go by. They acquired Ubisoft and then, you know, the Golden Age consoles, you know, between the 360 Gen and the series console. And then, is it too late for Sony to catch up? Which I believe it is because they were like, like literally like, like three stacks down away from the actual number that Microsoft is hitting right now. And then, you know, certain affinity with the AAA game. And then, you know, we went straight to Bethesda where we talk about the Indiana Jones being an impact, you know, what's the PvP next game. And, you know, Steve's Elder Scrolls game that he, he likes to play which i'm not really gonna look forward to i'm not saying it's gonna be a bad game but i know it's just gonna make my eyes bleed i just cannot sit for 96 hours playing that game and then we talk about the quake reboot how's that gonna be and then, you know we we're all looking forward for a showcase of what we expect to see what we hope we want to see and then the last thing we talked about was the extra stuff anything you guys want to talk about that i feel like this was a good 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 podcast yeah no i just want to say thanks for thanks for inviting me on uh, i was on last uh, last podcast i'm glad i was invited back i wasn't thrown off the show so that uh, means i'm glad to be uh keep adding to these conversations i always have a good time on these podcasts man so thanks for thanks for inviting me oh i appreciate you having my back because you know i told you we was gonna bring this guy over here which you know who I'm talking about. It looks like he's wearing yeah. shades, but but I but I don't know what he's wearing. Yeah. You know, he's having a little yeah. bourbon. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm a I'ma tell you this. Play tune it. Oh play yeah. Nobody saves the world. Play Trek to Yomi. Do not play Whack 2. <laughs> don't listen to this man. Please do not let me. Listen, he has a PlayStation coach now. He's going to play. He forced me to play these games, so he's going to give my respect. Now, you're going to play Whack 2, and you're going to see what, I, what I've been trying to tell you. Sparta, you have anything you want to say to that, man, overall? I, I, another good conversation. Sorry, I was getting a little uh, heavy eyelided there uh, Trust me. earlier on in the show. It's uh, it's now two in the morning out here, so uh, a little bit late. Having said that, I'm after we're done, I'm probably gonna play a few rounds of Halo there. I'll oh man, come on, that. man! You you scared me, man! I thought you were going to sleep, man! You gotta scare yeah. me! <laughs> oh man, I'll give you these wedgie games before I. I, uh, I appreciate no, I, you. I, I, I do. Last time I invited you on this time, so I, I mean, I look forward to the next invite. I, I'm just sad uh, uh, Stargate couldn't uh, join us this time. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to bother him because I know, you know, his daughter will do this and that. So I just didn't want to, you know, put a burden on him like that. He needs to be, no. But hopefully the next time, you know, we could get him in. 
but it's gonna be. I even asked him last week. I'm like, "Oh, are you gonna be on the show?" He goes, "Yeah, if if it's moved up, I'll I'll be on next time." And I I didn't even think to message him to see where he was yeah, at. Yeah, but the next one he'll for sure be on it, man. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, because I'm not gonna disclose what the next episode is gonna be about. But other than that, I appreciate you three. Hopefully, you guys have a good weekend with your fans and whoever your loved ones. Uh. Hopefully you guys just staying humble, staying out of trouble, eating good, not eating, not consuming a whole lot of uh, Game Pass over there. Just all I got to say is, man, this was one of the longest podcasts I've done. And I'm just looking forward to doing a whole another one with you guys again and with a special guest which i'm still working on which i'm not gonna tell who it is but he is pretty big just hopefully you guys have a good weekend man i appreciate you all man you guys take care thanks man thanks for the invite i'll see ya later